0: Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode.
1: Enjoy the show, everyone. Brother, brother.
0: What's going on, everybody? Good to be back here on a Saturday afternoon on the Drop Kicks, joined by some very special guests returning here today on the show. Hope you all are doing well, recovering from a very long weekend. for Some of us have been uh, streaming or participating in, in long uh, streams, but uh, we are here to talk some pro wrestling, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Soda. How are you today, as I put you I'm- in front forefront. There you
2: go. I'm doing amazing, my man. I'm doing amazing. There's some great stuff to talk about today, and I cannot wait to talk to these two guests we have.
0: Absolutely, and returning to the show, uh, great to have these guys back. It's Ryan Payne and the Sinister One, James Shimo, joining us today. How are you, gentlemen, doing?
3: Doing fantastic. Thanks for
0: having us back. Absolutely. Can you refresh the audience on your podcast uh, and where we can all find it? <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the podcast is called the Wrestling Ramblings and Rages podcast. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, any of those places that you find your uh, you know your podcasts of any type. Just search Wrestling Ramblings and Rages. Hit that little subscribe button; it helps us out a great deal.
0: Very nice, very nice. Uh, and I well, part of the reason I brought you guys back today is uh, you, you did the uh, the Jericho Cruise again this year. And uh, wanted to get your, your experiences. Yeah, you decked out the, the merch and everything. Uh, I love it. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to, I think, probably get Rachel Silvestrini uh, on here at some point uh, in February to talk about her experience as well, because I think she worked it. Um, but you guys, par- did, you guys participated. Yeah, so it would be cool to get different perspectives on, on what that experience is like and, every, and everything. But you guys uh, went as fans, uh, I'm guessing, and, and experienced that. What was it like this year? with, like, the COVID restrictions and everything in place? Because you guys went before, but those pre-COVID, right?
3: Yes. Uh, so the first one that we went on was uh, the uh, Part due, the second wave, whatever they wanted to call it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, great, we name. great name. Great <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> name. Uh, um, and, yeah, it was – there were definitely a lot less restrictions at that point because it was right at the beginning of 2020, like, right before COVID and everything hit, and – it was, a time yeah, fun. Of it was a great amount of fun. Um, yeah. Obviously, this time around, we had to get tested uh, prior to going, you know, had to make sure we were vaccinated, all that sort of thing, which, you know, again, I, I know everybody's got their own proclivities. I'm not here to push one thing or the other. But honestly, getting vaccinated takes 20 minutes out of your day. You know, the symptoms are fairly mild. I had a hurt arm for a little bit, and mm. that was really about it. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, and, I had
1: it for about
2: three days with my booster, just a sore arm, but other than that. Yeah, exactly,
3: and, that, and that's yeah. all it is, and, you know, a lot of people are making a bigger deal out of it than I think it is, um, but at the same time, again, for those who don't want to go through it, I'm not saying that they're wrong for feeling the way that they feel. I'm just saying to me, to be able to go on this awesome vacation, uh, even with all of the little hiccups that we ran into, you know, getting aboard and this and that this time around was was so worth it and again for something so minor it it just seemed like it seemed like making a mountain out of a molehill to really just you know harp on it and really just be like no i'm not doing that but
4: um yeah yeah i know james is being very like nice about it me uh i would be i'm i'm in the middle of it like i understand there are people out there who have a certain feeling about not wanting to get tested or not wanting to get the vaccination you're okay, I'm fine. But if you're one of those people that want to attend events like cruises, rock concerts, or mm-hmm. just, like, walk around without a mask or go to a mall or go to a movie theater and you're not tested and then you want to start throwing these protests, I'm sorry but not sorry, then whatever happens to you is just going to happen to you.
2: Amen, brother. You made the decision. Yeah. you got to live with the consequences. Yes. Yeah. And
4: I can understand also um, – Look, when I got my vaccinations, yes, I got a bit of some soreness for a while, uh, but for me, it was just kind of like, you know, I knew ahead of time what I was going to get myself into, so, like, most people, I did my research, not just for vaccination, but symptoms, so I can try to maybe get a couple of things. Like, I heard it was people were going to be, like, you're going to be very thirsty, or you're going to deal with some stuffy nose or, like, sore arms. Like, okay, great. I'll just load up on, like, Pedialyte and just drink that to counteract it, and, like, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, but... In the end, when it came to yeah, I want to participate in stuff like this, like the Jericho Cruise that James and I mm-hmm. went on. And when I and they also had their self their safety first trip, uh they had safety precautions. You had to get yourself tested uh 72 96 hours before you got to the pier. Pretty
0: and boarded, then
4: yeah. yeah. And if you couldn't, they, they were okay with you getting uh, one of those rapid tests as long as mm-hmm. 24 hours before you got there, and then of yeah. course you had to go through another testing. And uh and, and of course you have to bring proof you have to provide proof that you were tested and you have proof of vaccination. Right. Once you were able to get through all of those hurdles, as long as you tested negative
2: That's really about, Yeah. That's my desktop. It's yeah. the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Yep.
4: It, yeah brought, an app. Like myself, I brought both. I brought digital and physical proof. Mm. It's good to have backup. Yeah. yeah. Because one thing happened at the pier, there was unfortunately some cell issues. So a lot of people were having a hard time trying to bring up the digital mm-hmm. stuff. And then mm-hmm. also, I will say from James and our experience, before we even got on the cruise, this was the first, and Six Men had said this, this was the first cruise they were doing of the year with these COVID precautions. Oh, wow. So this was the we're first. Test.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <Doing laughs> all the testing. So we were, we were pretty much like, This was like a test run. We had to cut through all of the bugs. So then next time, when they do this again in the future, they can be able to run through. Cause I think Jane, we were like for the test alone, we were in line for over five hours.
3: Yeah.
4: Just to get on on the ship.
3: It was a five hour line. And this was the thing. And we were standing like, we weren't even like, we weren't, we were outside for a portion of it, but then Mm -hmm. we got into the building, but we didn't go into like the main part of the building that was, you know, air conditioner or anything. No, they brought us in where the luggage and where the like shipping and everything was being brought in. So it was hot as all get out. And a lot of people were having to take steps out of line to like get water, like get medical attention because they were just overheating. And, and especially because like it wasn't just us, like the guests who were dealing with this, the talent were dealing with that as well. Like, really? Yeah, like Sonny Kiss, Christopher Daniels, The Gun Club. Chris uh, Anna Will yeah,
2: Hobbs, Chris wow. yeah. All of you those guys. Was waiting in line, treatment. it would have been the well, They
4: weren't waiting in line, but they got at least – they weren't in line with us, but they at least got no. to jump ahead to get tested. Yeah. Yeah. Even some of the bands also took a while from the – get because some of them were not had not flown in yet, so it took longer. Yeah. So, so even though most of the fans and people and regular guests got in on the crew, like they got tested, got on the ship – the ship still—it still couldn't sail because some of the some of the talent was having issues traveling. Like not all their luggage was in, or the transportation wow. was taking a while, and then they yeah. had to go through tests and all those hoops. So a lot of activities that the crews wanted to do on that certain day had to get pushed to so many certain days. They had to start scheduling, shuffling things around. And well, wow. what
2: you're saying is, if you know, I finally go do this cruise, I should probably wait till COVID's over. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they gonna here. have. It's be really this hard. Is, yeah, was, and, and you're going to have great. to wait anyway because they delayed it to 2023, the next one. So. Yeah, they, did. Yeah, yeah, they so did. Go ahead, James.
3: But um, And this was the other thing is, like, apparently, because they had all this testing run through, like, CVS and this, that, and the other, and they had, like, CVS employees there, like, running these rapid tests. But apparently, CVS in the Miami area was having an employee shortage for whatever reason. So I cool. think maybe they only had, like, four or five people for, like, however many, like, 2,500 of us that were there so it was it was rough going getting through there now to six man's credit they and like six man and uh, norwegian and this that and the other yep. two their credit they recognized okay obviously this didn't go as smoothly as we wanted it to so they gave every person who was who was booked individual people a hundred dollar credit that they could use on like yep. gift shop stuff uh, duty-free things of that nature so um, they at least tried to make up for it as best that they could. Obviously some people still weren't happy about it because let's face it, nobody's allowed to be happy about anything anymore. Um, thank you Twitter, but yeah, you know, those of us who understood it, yeah, it pissed us off in the moment, but once we got over it, once we were in our state rooms, once we weren't, you know, sweating, like, you know, hogs and slop or anything like that, once all of that had kind of calmed down, Things got kind of back to normal, and it really was
4: really was a fun experience.
0: Nice, right. nice. yeah. That, I, that, also, that I, good. I will say one more
4: thing about this cruise. Yeah. Uh, because of the COVID, uh, because of the whole thing with COVID, they did allow everyone. They gave everyone a free packaging, the free alcohol drink package.
1: because yeah, so it had to be delayed. Nice,
4: because so. of the, because originally it was meant to be for 2021 of this year, but then because yeah, of COVID, they got pushed. Yes all the way to October. So they gave everybody free alcohol drink packages for those who signed up. And so, while well, yeah, like James, some people were complaining about being in line. I was one of the people to be like- Free drinks? Yeah, not just that, but I was I during my whole time there in Miami. I was worried to make sure, okay, I got tested, negative. Now make sure my flight lands, great. Make sure I have a place to sleep, great. Make sure I, I get to the pier on time, great. Make sure I have all my documentation, then get tested. Everything of the whole line was the least of my worries. I was making sure I'm checking through every list on my mental checklist. And mm-hmm. then if I did not get tested negative, I would have lost. If I would, if I tested positive and couldn't get on the ship, I would have lost my shit because then I had to be in Miami for 10 days of quarantine. But I yeah. didn't. So I kept telling – I was telling a couple of people, I'm like, look, look at the bright side. You tested negative. You're here yeah. on the cruise, mm-hmm. and you get to drink your mind until – you get to drink until you black out drunk. Focus on that. <laughs> and yeah. one, one wrestler in particular was
2: hammered. Oh, oh, really? I want to know who. Put in the private Let's chat. Tell chat. me off air. No, we it
3: don't
1: have
3: We can talk about it. It, it was Will exactly Osborne. Okay. It was Will Oh, no,
0: he doesn't care. He's probably proud Oscar of it. was <laughs> hammered.
3: But uh-huh. to me, say, like he was so much fun. Like he, you could see him holding court at the pool on the top deck of the ship, like every single day, hosting belly flop contests, chugging sex on the beach. He <laughs> oh, had man. a blast, and you could just tell this was more fun than he'd had in a long ass time. Okay, and it was so great. Just jumping and he, like, he was hosting
4: karaoke single, sing-offs as well on the deck. So it was he turned the great. entire <laughs> casino into one
3: big conga line. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> He was the life of the party. It was
2: bananas, and it it what? was so much fun. Yeah, you're Look, definitely I, I, convincing me to go the next go around because yeah, I mean, I yeah. to do a I've do already
4: reached out to some for, for, some former like people who who were planning on signing up, and I'm trying to see if they all want to like room together, or if they're trying to do
2: like their own thing. I'll think <laughs> about it. it's not that,
4: exciting. we might, no, we might so have to do three. a little
0: uh, a little crossover booking here with, with for the next uh, cruise between uh, drop kicks and uh, wrestling grand two majors. I, I, I got to get, get my passport renewed first. Right? I don't, I I don't know if I'll be able, able to
3: make this next one even with it being postponed the way that it is. Just because with my day job, it falls into a point where I'm going to miss an entire week of work. And that's mm-hmm. kind of yeah, hard yeah. to explain to your boss. Like if if it falls in a situation where, you know, I'm able to get away and this and that, I'd be cool with it. But as of right now, it doesn't look like it is. So, but more power. And this, this is the other thing. Like I, if anybody wants to go on this cruise, even though if I'm not going to be able to go on the next one, go ahead and do it. It is a a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, opportunity. If you've never been before, definitely take advantage of it if you're able to. And actually, right now, uh, Six Man and the Jericho Cruise are running a thing where you can book in advance, pay as you go, and you can even, in certain cases, pay after you've actually gone. uh, Because they have a new, uh, I can't remember what it's exactly called, but it's a, it's a payment program. Uh, obviously, it's based on credit history and this, that, and the other. So oh, they would oh. have to do a small <laughs> credit check. But yeah, definitely take advantage of the opportunities, especially if you are a diehard wrestler. Even if you're not a diehard wrestling fan, yeah. go for some awesome rock and roll. Go to, uh, you know, take some time in the casino. Go to just, like, have an actual fun time. Because regardless of the actual wrestling and everything that takes place on the cruise and the fact that it is basically a giant wrestling convention at sea – it is still a, an amazing vacation. Beautiful locations when they go to the Bahamas. Just yes. all kinds of fun. I highly recommend. it.
2: And I, yeah, will like say, I, I really wanted to do a cruise, but unfortunately, it's just like there's not that many that care to me. And then I hear about the Kiss Cruise, and then I hear this one. But this one, <laughs> thank you. Because it's best of both yeah. worlds. I love rock and roll, and I love wrestling. So it's the one I'm going to go. And with. I will tell I you, uh,
4: even though on both times I went as a wrestling fan, the talent that they signed in there, I became mm-hmm. a big fan of as well. Like, uh, yeah,
3: like there were so many awesome people that you could meet this time around. And even the first time around was still a ton of fun, too. Uh, the first what, uh... time around, we got to hang with uh, Booker T, Scott Hall, uh, DDP, yes. Eric Bischoff, Jake the Snake. DDP uh, you know, was around, also
1: in their childhood,
2: pretty much.
3: Yeah. Uh, this time around, you got uh, Dr. Britt Baker was there, Chris Statlander, right. Orange Cassidy, Colt Cabana, uh, the Dark Order, at least uh Grayson and Uno were there. They were having a ton of fun. Um uh, yeah.
4: uh, Ryan, Powerhouse Hobbs. D- Dan Hamilton uh, was there as well. Although
1: this was, Heldon was Heldon.
4: the one I want to meet.
3: Oh no, <laughs> trust me, it was awesome. I've got a picture. I'll have to send you guys I this in the in the sure. Twitter yeah. chat or whatever. But um, I have a thing where I'm doing my sinister syndicate pose for the FCL, and he's standing next to me kind of like this it was so much nice. fun
1: Awesome! class <laughs> no awesome. oh, there yeah. you go everybody uh, dan hansen on uh, that
4: cruise uh, dan hansen Sorry, who? for luther MVP. okay there was one photo set up where Luther and Serpentico were doing with uh, fans, and every photo he would put hands on, like, just, like, an inch away, like, if he's choking yeah. them. I, need, I pull it off as if he's literally choking the life out of me on one of my photos. <laughs> nice. I was like,
3: first time I met uh, Sergeant Slaughter, he put me in the cover Clutch, and I sold it like nobody's business.
0: Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> he does great. that with everybody. It's awesome. Uh, Sergeant
3: is great. I love Sarge. One yeah, one yeah, Victoria. yeah, Victoria
4: and Chavo Guerrero Jr. on. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, Victoria and Chavo were
3: on the, the part two as well. Yeah, I got pictures yeah, I was, of
4: both. Along with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose, but I took a photo of Victoria, and she got into like her little. Uh, she did her little psycho gimmick, and oh Chavo, yeah, she's, 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 she's still life
3: now. Yeah, she did that
1: with me yeah, too. But I
2: was dressed as Orange Cassidy, so I was like no selling it. Unfortunately, no selling oh, it. Oh, <laughs> you know if if I were ever to meet Chavito, you know what I would do, and this is a pretty deep cut. I would bring one of those freaking. Uh, um, Pepe, I would bring a version of Pepe, the little horse that used to ride uh, yeah, in right. that.
4: That's what I would do. <laughs> uh, just ask you know, the on a white in front of him. Never no. mentioned that.
3: Nope. No, but no, like so many cool people, uh, and the, you can just tell, like the the wrestlers who are there, they have a ton of fun. Mm. They they are just they're able to just be themselves. They're able to kick back and relax, hang out with some good people, uh, and even some of the other people, like uh, the. The last one that we went on before this one, uh, Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias was there.
1: Yes, I love him.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I got to have a picture with him. Brad Williams uh, was on this one. He's been on the fir- he was on the first and the third. He's going to be on the next one, um,
4: and like, just a ton of fun people. Uh, I believe Medusa was on this one as well. Oh, cool. Yes, she was oh. one of the project coordinators. Oh, Brad Williams <laughs> was the stand-up talent. Oh, yep. my God, nice. Him,
3: Kate Quigley. Uh, there was another guy, Ryan. I can't remember his name, but he was. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember Ryan Niemiller, I think was his name. He's yeah, got, like, Ryan
4: Niemiller, Because also Ryan Nimitz was on this cruise as well, and yeah, was I was gonna say Ryan Nimitz, aka Dolph Ziggler's brother, was there breaking uh, <laughs> the whole on. Actually, the hot, uh, and all the wingmen were actually on this cruise. The whole yeah, I was gonna say go. they were okay. all there.
0: That fits in. They fit in with that that scene. Yeah,
3: Gun Club yeah. was there. Billy Gunn and his sons were there. Oh they my god. Them. Actually,
4: James, we need to tell him about uh one of the stand uh other than rock and uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast and comedy shows. they great, they had a great comedy show with Cole Cabana on there where he was he did his bit with Billy Gunn to where he wanted uh he took he took Mad Libs from the entire audience oh, and god. He had to play in into a perfect speech uh, that summed up Billy Gunn's career. He had uh, Chuck Taylor, uh, Will, um, Uta, U- Wheeler, Uta, no, you know, just go through the crowd. And this is actually where, if you guys follow Danhausen, where he keeps calling mm-hmm. uh, Guns Kids the Ass Boys. This is where That's it came from. That's where it started. Yeah. Oh, his, wow. Okay. He was just like Austin and Colton were on there. And he's just like, well, why don't we get the ass Where's the man? We just got Ash Boys here. Let's go get the Ash. Well, I can't, can't stand around and hang around these Ash Boys. And call and it just carried, but uh, I'm I'm jumping ahead of myself. When they got Billy Gunn on with the whole Mad List completed, I I swear to God, there, we need a recording. We there need to be recording of this out there because the mm. whole recording was so the whole skit was just so hilarious. Like the funniest thing was is that when Billy Gunn was reading it, he couldn't even he couldn't hold it himself together because it was the first time reading it. Yeah. And I carried this one passage into it where Billy Gunn's reading the speech about his career, and he goes, then at this point in Billy's career, he went from being Mr. Chapstick to, wait, I don't know if this is family friends, so I'm afraid, because there's a lot of sexual puns and curses oh, yeah. involved in that. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, uh, there was another, I would say, not only that, but Brad Williams, when he did his, uh, his main comedy set, uh, I think it was either the first or the second night that we were there, his entire thing turned into a giant roast of the AEW
1: mid-card. It was
3: oh miracle. It was hilarious. Like, he talks about, like, Brian Cage. Like, oh man, like, have you seen the size of that guy? I'm, I'm curious. Like, Brian. And it, it, Talk like, about he him later. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were in the audience. He's like, hey, he looks at him. He goes, Brian, I got to wonder, you know, do you just, like, whenever you need to wipe, do you just grab Marco's stunt and just, like, go to town? Like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> it is. It was hilarious. Oh, and I almost forgot my favorite, one of my favorite things this time around, being originally from. The great state of Pennsylvania and around the Pittsburgh area, our own Olympic hero Kurt Angle was our Yes, the crew. Oh! Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, just killed soda. He had,
1: a,
3: he had a talk is Jericho interview with Chris, and in the middle of all of this, it, like as he's coming out, everybody starts in with the "you suck," oh, of course. and he just he just leans into it. But even funnier than that was when uh you know jericho was asking him like what were some of the most like because he brings up like the little cowboy hat and the ukulele the jimmy crack corn, and all of that yeah. and <laughs> then he brings up like what what was one of the more like ridiculous things they had you do and he brought up the whole imitating Shawn michaels the sexy kurt thing i love the that. entire the entire auditorium he let it counted it down and everybody was singing along with it it was
2: awesome yeah, nice, that's the beauty <laughs> thing about Kurt Angle. Is he leans in everything and he makes it so memorable. Like, think of all the fun awesome. stuff you remember from when, you, when he was in his prime, yeah, like yeah. Milkamania, um, that's the wrestling shit stuff, man. the HBK feud, the HBK Shawn Michaels match. WrestleMania is my favorite he, match. But he really didn't no, touch on that feud with Shawn, Shawn
4: Michaels, it. though. Like, that was a great point in the podcast. Well, did
2: you ever watch great. the WWE Untold on that? They didn't even meet, like, they didn't even go over it. Like, yeah, you know, no, he like, talked like, about that. Like, we they hadn't
3: gone over like anything. Like prior to that match, and they just went out there and clicked, yeah. and it was that's that crazy. Guy. He talked about uh, he talked about sh- wrestling with Shawn. He talked about wrestling with uh, Eddie. He talked about wrestling with Benoit. Like just how how much yeah. synergy he had with those guys was. See, he and- even did <laughs> touch.
4: Jericho even to did Corey bring up, up his uh, build, his last run in WWE to where he mm-hmm. fought Baron Corbin and Kurt did say he was sold something ah, hated different. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he, a lot of us did.
0: Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Kurt, had I should have been Cena, damn it! It was so obvious. I think that was Kurt's pitch. That was Kurt. yeah, like was that, that was where he pitched. Started. Like
3: you know, I started his career. It's only fitting he ends mine. Like that sort of thing. But then it's like, oh, well, you can have that next year, pal. But Vince, I'm retiring. I was like, "Well, do you want it or do you not? Like, do you want to stick around? Like, then it's just it was just the whole thing." But he he
2: tell the story about the time him and Eddie got into a fight, and Eddie tried to give him a front leg. Yeah, yeah, no, he talked about it. Yeah, somebody was like, "Hey, why would you try to take down an Olympic gold medalist?" I don't know, I'm an
3: idiot. Yeah, no, he (laughs) talked about that. Talked about how like basically Big Show had to pick him up by the singlet (laughs) and just throw (laughs) him on a crate. He's like, you want to talk about Little Man syndrome? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, he talks about how, like, they go, like, he went to apologize to Eddie, and you know, you, like, clear the air and everything, and it's just Eddie just looks at him and goes, "I'm not ready yet," and it started the fight all over again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's laughs>
2: that is somebody if he was still alive, I think would have had a lot of fun of oh, those cruises. Would be Eddie. God,
1: that doesn't remind uh, yeah. me
2: James the, the Part due cruise that we were on. Jericho did do a podcast with
4: Vicky Chavo and Shaw all talking yeah. about Eddie as well, Good. and it was it was it was a mixture of emotions. There. It was fun mm-hmm. hearing fun stories, yeah. but also hearing just how emotional that all three of them were just talking about Eddie. Like it was yeah. it was just a pleasure and a privilege just to be there in the crowd listening to all this, hearing mm-hmm. Shaw talking about Eddie as a father, Chavo with Eddie as a brother slash uncle, which yeah. was and uh it just that's one of those that that's one thing i can say about all, anyone who's watching this right now or you know listening on audio if you are a wrestling fan and if even if like even if you are hesitant about it like I, i'm not saying immediately sign up because things can happen to where you can't commit but if there's something that you really want to be a part of then you have to be sure because you have no idea what beautiful moments you're going to be mm-hmm. a part of or something or even something that's meme worthy is gonna spawn from being a part of this stuff.
3: Speaking of speaking of meme worthy, um, I think do you think I gotta tell the story about how I won this little item?
1: Dude, Please yes, do go for it's it. Rick Ric Flair it. Flair okay. is for oh, the that
2: audio. A, Is that a one of a kind or what's the deal? No,
3: no, it's yeah. just it's a Ric Flair. I think it's just a standard Ric Flair okay. pop. And I'm Rick so Flair mad Funkle
1: Pop. Yeah. This is the the only it, one I have. Ric Flair was I have.
3: on the part do cruise. Um uh, when, uh, when we went uh, in 2020 yeah. and they had a, they had a thing on this cruise called show me the flair where basically you had to dress up and act like Ric Flair in front of Ric Flair. Wow. Wow! Now, everybody almost, back, everybody yeah. else who was there, there was one, there was a woman there who was dressed as Charlotte. So she kind of, she kind of got disqualified, but Nate played it up really good. He was like, yeah. you know, um, he, he, he went out and said, you know, the queen's in a class by herself. But I wanted to act like a normal person does, not like her dad. So she's not, you know, eligible for this. Nice. But he, he played it off and he was nice about it. Um, but no, like everybody else was dressed in some form of Ric Flair robes, you know, long wigs. Uh, there was one guy, I swear his wig made him look more like Michael P. S. Hayes than it did Ric Flair because he <laughs> <paper.
1: laughs>
3: <I laughs> was in there. Michael PS Hayes, <laughs> yeah. No, I went in there as a change of pace in a suit, you know open neck, you know, sunglasses. Obviously I had the wig on and everything. And it was so much fun because there was a guy, there was literally one guy there who was dressed as Ric Flair, the entire cruise. Oh, wow. Like he, he more than anything wanted to win this contest. He Came yeah. up with a girl in a red dress. Like he's, or she was his valet or anything like that. It was, it was fun. But I gonna say you got out there and you had to cut a promo as if you were the nature boy. So. At the end of mine, I rip the jacket off, throw it down on the ground, do a little strut, drop the elbow, and when I drop the elbow, my wig comes off.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was fun, but even funnier—the video recording of that. So I do, I do still have it. I'll, I'll show oh it to my you guys God. because it is hysterical. Um, but then the other fun thing about it is, um, uh, so after there were like six of us. Uh, and afterwards, uh, Rick picked like his three or four favorites to go to the next round. Everybody else kind of kept their little promos short and sweet. I went on a little longer, talked to the guy who looked like Michael P.S. Hayes for a second. Then I look over here at the guy who's got the valet on his arm, and I said, let me tell you this, brother. You might have walked out here with her, but I'll be the one leaving with her. And that that was it. The entire crowd just turned on. <laughs> just Everybody just started cheering. Even Rick was like – Rick was doing this, like getting everybody to cheer for me, and I was just like, "I got this." God so yeah, get that going. But let me see if I can find it here. But I've got a picture of myself with the Nature Boy himself, like standing. Oh right. my
0: god! Yeah, because uh, it, it
3: was part of a group shot that I had to crop down a little bit. So so,
0: so far, we have we have Danhausen and the Nature Boy Rick Flair confirmed to be joining the Sinister, Sinister Syndicate <laughs> uh, in season two of the FCL. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that
3: far, but you never know. <laughs> but no, it was it was a it was a heck of a time. Yeah, it, was it was a perfect, lot of fun. Like perfect. I said, some some great rock and roll bands. Obviously, Fozzie was on there. Okay, here it is. Hang on, let me go ahead. Again, I don't know how well you can
0: see this, but there it is. Nice. Here, I'll put it put yeah, you on full screen awesome. here for a second. Awesome. Nice, yeah.
3: great guy. I mean, regardless of you know all the stuff that Flair's been through lately, yeah,
1: obviously he's, new, he's yeah.
2: And this and that but like,
1: still a, time. Time. like, like a, still a whole, player. whole scenario. it's yeah.
2: like a whole, whole scenario. like you clearly know that they're there's some shit but it's just like they have reached that stardom or it's like but it's rick flair yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and unfortunately
3: but it's rick flair is the excuse that a lot of people have given them <laughs> not a good excuse and i totally understand
2: that
1: yeah
3: you know do, yeah right? but i mean to be fair the guy is still a legend yeah, and somebody who's done way more for this business than many of us even remember or forgotten for crying out loud.
0: Right. We wouldn't have wrestling the way we have today. Uh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. but uh, yeah, I mean, man, this this Jericho crew sounds like just an amazing time. I mean, I I've mm-hmm. done uh like a WrestleCon before, and it's it's very sort of interactive in that way that you can kind of meet the wrestlers and also like mingle with them a little bit here and there as well. So it just seems like that experience. Uh, Heightened to the point where everybody's kind of partying yeah. uh, on a cruise together, uh, open
1: yeah, open and that's joined like an awesome party. atmosphere.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think like the one I, I will say this: like there are great matches that take place, like regardless of what night you're working with. Like there were a lot of good ones on the previous one. There were a lot of good ones on this one. But one of my favorites uh, was on uh, the previous Jericho cruise on the part due. It was Kenny Omega and Riho. In a mix, uh, like an intergender tag match against yeah. Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, Ooh, nice.
0: and that was and before they established the rules that the men had to face the men and the women had to face the men. Yeah, that so was a exactly. portion of the match
1: where there like Kip and, and uh
0: Rehal wrestle and then Kenny wrestles oh, wow. Penelope at one point, um, and it and it appeared on Dark in a very like one yeah. camera shot, like uh, yeah. not very edited or anything kind of manner. So very house show type of feel to it, but it is on an episode of Dark. You could probably go find it on YouTube.
2: Well, did they do an episode of Dynamite from the Cruise one year? They
1: did. Yeah, yeah, they did. yeah. yeah. It, it was. was it was Lux the part of the pool. Okay. I was actually
3: next to the pool when that happened. I was on. Uh, you could see me on an episode of Being the Elite. I'm dead Nice. Here. nice. nice. That's and awesome. They recreated. Yeah.
4: They did. They recreate that vibe again uh, of throwing somebody. Uh, well, not throwing someone in the pool, but having them fight amongst the crowd. It was one. Right. Of it was. Um, it was Chuck
3: Taylor versus
4: Where's Ricky Star. Oh yeah, yeah, for the MTW title. And yeah. uh, we started where they fought outside the ring. They went up to the, one of the higher decks, part, fought near a bar, and then came down the stairs. And then right else by else the Yes. Yeah. It, it
1: was a ton of fun.
0: Yeah. I, I might have to ask Rachel about this when we have her on. But I, from what I hear, <laughs> like that part due, it just cost so much money and like took mm-hmm. such a meticulous effort to have those shows, like have the boat be actually uh, an AEW uh, dynamite episode taped. Uh, on the boat i just yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy so I, I i get why they decided to not do that uh in the future i mean mm-hmm. it's a little unfortunate that you don't get a get to like see a dynamite but it sounds like you still get a pretty good house show with 100%. like a bunch of good matches
3: dude i still wish like honestly like especially with ours taking place over a weekend like that would have been an awesome time to do a pay-per-view from there uh, granted i know it would have been yeah. a you know a Cost effect, uh, not exactly cost effective kind of situation, but it still would have been a ton of fun. It would have
2: been interesting. Um, if
3: you guys want, give me just a second because I'm trying to find the uh, the lineup that was scheduled for this year's Chris Jericho Cruise. Obviously, some of that's going to change. Yeah,
4: they um, did the 4th of Clover. Yeah, they, they had to change that. Yeah, I yeah, know
0: and that. It, and I'm pretty sure I'm trying to find the date as well. But uh, the... it was though the 4th of Clover
4: was meant to be of uh, March during St. Patty's Day, right?
0: So mm. it just yeah, got confirmed. So uh, it was originally supposed to be then, and it's 19. Yeah. So it's supposed to be over St.
3: Patrick's 18th. Day week. Now it's February 2nd through the
0: 6th of Correct, 2023. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there we go. That's a, a little unfortunate, but I get why they why they would mm-hmm. do that.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, okay. So, okay, before, for this year's Jericho Cruise, the lineup that was supposed to be. Um, okay. Okay, first off, the guest of honor was going to be Mark Henry. Uh, Mickey James was going to be on there as a cruise director. Gall- Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson were going to be guests as well.
1: Mm, and so then the favorite. wrestlers that were
4: going to be on the cruise, uh, Mick Foley, Nick Aldis, huh? Moose, uh, Brutus Beefcake, King Haku, oh. Mike wow. King. Wow.
2: uh Sorry, my security those. of Haku's on the damn cruise ship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: Dan Lambert was actually going to be on this cruise. Oh, no. <laughs> that guy is legit
0: going me over. Yeah. Uh, like, Jordan, wow.
4: Grace. <laughs> Jordan Grace was going to be on this cruise. Like
0: uh, Jonathan Gresham, uh, then I would assume as well. I believe he was they're, scheduled. They're yeah. kind of a Yes, package, yes, yes he was. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Gresham
4: as well. Uh, oh, also, Ryan together. Myers and Matt Cardona. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Swaggle was going to be on the cruise. <laughs>
3: Which would have been hilarious if we could have gotten him and Brad in the ring at the same time. What the, well, I mean, Brad
4: was supposed
0: to be as one of the people on here, so it would have been hilarious. Um, and he might have been in full-on horn swaggle at that point if it's not... That's the actually... St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. But this is something I actually will bring up is Brad Williams actually has some wrestling training. He was actually... He he was a little person, like a mini wrestler at some point somewhere down in Mexico. Ooh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. He talked about yeah, it during yeah. one of his comedy sets.
4: Uh, all right. I'll just finish off the last couple of names on this. There, there was also Rocky yeah. Romero, uh, Yuya Yuya Umera,
0: Yuya Iwimura, yes. Yes, Iwimura.
4: Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I was too hard on the E. Those New Japan uh, names, yeah. Yeah. Ariane Andrew, formerly known as Cameron of the mm-hmm. Uh really? The
2: Boogeyman.
1: <laughs> That's, no.
2: That's,
1: That's right. That's
2: right. someone you want to be stuck out in the middle of sea. Oh, yeah,
0: with. right.
2: Odb <laughs> and yeah, Odb,
0: yeah, world famous Odb. <laughs> and sorry, who's the last one? Oh, cheeseburger, yeah, cheeseburger, Pearl Pearl cheeseburger.
1: cheeseburger. yeah. <laughs> I sort of remember the first time
2: cheeseburger one. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I yeah, could
1: have sworn.
0: Okay. That's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty good. good list. Yeah, I could have sworn I had to, a cheeseburger was like in the next row in front of me uh, when I was at the AEW show at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, but I don't think it was cheeseburger. It just looked a lot like it.
2: Downfalls um, about living where I live is I miss out on a lot of this stuff. Like the only time I've ever yeah. gone close to a wrestler was I went to a comedy improv uh, show on Granville Island in Vancouver and I'm waiting to get in the late show and I'm looking over and I'm like, that's the fucking Miz. <laughs> and this, was, and this was there filming one of the Marine movies, and he was Icy Chen huh. at the time, and he was standing there holding the bell. And I'm like, he's taller than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I would say he's he's definitely a lot
3: taller than you would oh, yeah. expect. But um, yeah, it's funny because I've like uh, we did there's a like a local Comic Con or something that goes on around here like every mm-hmm. single year, and um, most recently I got to the last one I went to, I got to meet uh, Jordan Grace, I got to meet Mick Foley, um, I got to meet. Uh, Sarge, I got to meet Scott Steiner. Uh, was nuts. Uh, I'm try- uh, 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 Harley Race was supposed to be there, but that was the weekend he got sick right before he passed. So uh, that was uh, uh, that would been cool. I think Brutus Beefcake was there. Barbarian was there. Uh, Rebel was there.
1: Okay, so a
4: lot of good, a lot of good people.
0: Nice.
1: Actually, uh,
0: the Rebel
4: was definitely Rebel along with Serpentico were kind of one of the two standouts. Oh, they were favorites. Favorites. They were taking so much of it. Serpentico, every wrestling night, was dressed in a different type of outfit theme to be on a cruise. Like, he would have water wings on, floaty, uh, (laughs) There was a
3: tag match that he and Luther came out, and they were both dressed as uh, Gilligan and the Skipper, respectively. It was hysterical. (laughs) Yeah, Serpentico was dressed as Gilligan. Uh, Luther was the skipper. It was hilarious. Oh, I would have laughed if it was the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
4: no. Oh, and uh one thing of Rebel, I do I do remember on one of the first nights when the cruise was going out, there was a quick wrestling match between Britt, Baker and Ashley Den who was also on the cruise. Oh, yeah, 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 uh Rebel was on the side, and there was this one point to where you know the fans were getting not like rowdy, but you know, like cheering and booing and people <laughs> were booing Britt. Rebel and Jamie, and I was like towards the front. End, like near the uh, gate, near the near the bar rails. Oh my God! Rebel and Jamie were like doing like a whole mouth off with everybody in the crowd, and uh-huh. she just blows out. And she has a water bottle in her hand. She just tosses water out in the crowd, and I and most of it gets in my hair and splashes on my face, and I'm just what the. I mean, of course, I'm into it, and it just leads to this whole thing where I just tell I've a fan fans, game, like, oh, "Pretend you're holding yeah. me back," and I just start pretending <laughs> like I'm yelling, like I'm gonna cr- jump the guardrail. And then J- Red was <laughs> doing the same with Jamie Hater, which was
1: hilarious. Nice. Yeah. They I'll were. I'm
0: saying, they sorry, were really going. Go re- 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 yeah, let's go here in a, in a second. They at, at the Grand Slam show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. They were really oh. going at it with fans. Like nice. the, the way that those two are able to to do that. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead, James.
3: But, um, no, like, the, the other cool thing that I, uh, uh, that happened both on this cruise and on the previous one is it, uh, the Jer- uh, the part due uh, started up right around the time or just a little bit after the 24-7 title got introduced. Oh, so people brought mock 24-7 oh, yeah. titles onto the cruise, and people were, like, pinning each other for them and this and that. I wanted it at one point, and I'm standing there, I'm talking to Ryan, and we're just kind of having it out. All of a sudden, I feel somebody spin me around hook me in a front chancery, and then DDTs me down to the ground. I was like, what the hell, dude? You could have broken my neck. Obviously, I sold it, and everything was fine, except I spiked my knee really bad. I sit up, and I look over to my left, and who the hell is laying in a freaking beach chair? (laughs) Jake the Snake Roberts.
0: You got DDT. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watching it all go down, yeah.
2: Did you just get DDT'd by the creator of the DDT? No, no. In front
0: of. In front James. of. Oh, I, like, I would
2: have <laughs> died. I would have died Like, okay, oh, bury me now. I'm done. <laughs> exactly. That
3: was my thing. I was like, I don't need to win this again. I've peaked. I'm out. Yeah. New
4: <laughs> and it was the same with the 24-7 on this cruise. Like, people were, so much people were doing roll-ups and schoolboys that even Will Ospreay got involved. And one mm-hmm. fan who tried to protect himself by holding the 24-7 belt near the into the pool. Will he just he just did like a slow uh, snake salt snake move went up behind the dude just put a chokehold uh, a headlock chokehold on him he wins the 24/7 tile he just get I mean he doesn't technically give it away but he let somebody pin him no. and I swear to god after that a kid takes it a kid wins it and he just darts oh, out I just remember Will just yelling out "Oi"
0: make sure you throw that kid to the ground.
2: <laughs> All right. So I'm sold 2024. I'm going on the Jericho cruise. <laughs>
0: okay. There we go. We might have to make something happen. Uh, yeah. I met uh, Will Ospreay before and, and he's, uh, he's pretty funny. He seems like he's got a little bit of an at, a cocky kind of thing going on, but he, he's so great with fans. I mean, he just he, super cool, dude. Okay. I, yeah.
3: I, I'd, I'd have to share one more story about Will okay. because obviously you got photo ops with uh, Will Ospreay and things like that. If you picked certain packages or this, that, and the other. But so we're going through the line. It's me and my my girlfriend who actually on the cruise became my fiance.
0: Oh, congrats, uh, so yeah, man.
3: I proposed on the cruise. She said yes. Uh, it was a ton of fun. But um, we go in there. We get our picture taken. Uh, she's not as big as a wrestling fan, and she doesn't really know as much about everybody. So I'm, uh, I would say Osprey's in the middle. I'm on this side. She's on this side. The exit's over there. Um, I, we got a picture taken and everything. I shake his, uh, Osprey's hand. My fiance is now almost out the door. He goes to shake her hand. He looks up and he just looks so hurt. It was hilarious. And I called her back and she felt so bad about just basically leaving him hanging like that. But he was so cool about it. He just played it That's off. Awesome. He, nice. he was, he was just so awesome. And again, just everybody on the cruise, all the wrestlers Boy. were just really cool. And even like cause you could, you didn't have to like wait in line for like pictures with a lot of these guys. If you didn't want to, you could just run, walk up to them. and it's just like, Hey man, uh, you know, great match last night. Would you mind if I get a selfie really quick? And most of them, most of the time they would be like, you know, that's cool. But even when they weren't, they would say something like, you know what? Uh, I would love to do that with you, but I'm, I'm kind of eating right now. And then I got someplace to be find me a little bit later. And I guarantee you we'll get this taken care of.
2: So they were all really just super
3: cool. Super
2: tight about it. That's just something I, I find impressive about this generation of wrestlers is they're like us. Like, basically, yeah. if yeah. they weren't wrestlers, they would be themselves yeah. doing these things. So uh, they probably have no problem doing that because they would be doing the same thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. they're like, you no, know, they're wrestling fans themselves. Exactly. And that's what I love about the wrestling business right now is all yeah. the, both the wrestlers are wrestling fans. And you can Absolutely. tell. Absolutely. Uh So as we move on here in the show, real, real quick question here. I think Sona, you might have to confirm this one way or another from, from snark unbiased question for you guys. Does Winnipeg produce the best wrestlers? I think the answer I, is yes.
2: Yes. Because not only do you have Chris Jericho, not only do you have who I've never seen him wrestle, but Don Callis apparently used to be pretty good hand back in the day. Um But also it is the hometown of one rowdy, Roddy Piper. So that's right. right. And, Kenny, and Omega. Kenny Omega. And Kenny yeah. Omega. That's right. Yeah. And Kenny Omega. So, if, if you take Calgary out of the picture because of the Hearts, I would say yes, Winnipeg would take the spot, but that would if you exclude the Hearts. Yeah. Okay.
3: You could argue Toronto for Edge and Christian and then a handful of others. And you could yeah.
2: also argue Montreal because, you know, you got Sami Zane, you got Kevin Owens, you mm-hmm. got the rujo brothers, and like yeah. uh, he who shall not be named. Um, there's a lot of, of actual good, talented wrestlers to come Lance out of the uh Yeah. Lance Storm yeah. A, yeah Alberta, Storm. Calgary. Yeah, but
0: originally from Ontario, yeah. Um, Just Canada, Canada in general produces. Canada America. in general yeah. is great. Yeah, in like Dino yes. Bravo from Montreal. Yeah, yeah, Dino. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Uh, all right, guys. So one of the things we do on the show, we like to do is uh, run down the, the news and everything. And uh, I, I don't want to take the show down a notch or anything here, but I, I did want to bring this up and ch- talk to you guys about it. Uh, we have a new name for one – Walter in in uh, WWE there and uh, Vince McMahon and his his uh, way of doing things decided it would be a great idea to uh, rename him after a uh, former Nazi general uh, Gunther Stark, uh, Nazi which
2: a marine captain.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which has now been uh, the trademark has been abandoned by by WWE, but I think that they're still planning on calling him Gunther, and it just it saddens me as a fan of. Of mm-hmm. Not just a, of Walter's a wrestler and then kind of mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to just ruin him. But uh, it's its really just, a, you know, another example of WWE being completely clueless when it comes to these kinds of things. And yeah. just showing their kind of old men racism, you know, type of type of mentality. Um, but uh, we can go around the horn here and, and get your thoughts on it. Go ahead, uh, Soda. Well, I was going to say, like, I, again,
2: I can't speak in the racism part, but it, it definitely reeks of that old school mentality. Like you're giving uh an Austrian a German sounding name hmm um but uh, like normally it's one of those things where it's like I the name change doesn't bother me because I mean I know they've done it with other people coming into the company but this is a little different because Walter's already been there for five years he's been advertised all over your company you've pushed him real hard um you probably used the Wrestlemania weekend his you sell his merchandise under the name Walter. Was, on was on Survivor Series team yeah. was on Survivor Series as Walter like that's that's what longest well, long, long standing UK NXT UK yeah. champion like, that's what doesn't make sense. It's fine if he's just, like, a new person coming in, but you've already have established him as Walter. So, it, it, whatever. At the end, honestly, we'll probably forget about it in, like, a couple months, but it's just one of those, like, why? Why? It makes no
1: sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, our, our great Adelia here in the chat. Uh, the Gunther stuff is so ridiculous and never should have happened. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and uh, shout-out to Adelia, who just yeah. did a full 24-hour stream for uh for chris adams yeah, our buddy good. there uh over there uh was on there for a little bit um it's it just a, amazing we raised over five thousand dollars for chris adams to help pay for his medical bills so thank you guys uh for everybody that contributed in that that's, that's just a really awesome cause but and, uh, it's, and the stream is still going so I should say uh, should apparently it's, so they, they did they just ended uh but they did go the full 24 hours from uh oh, 6 p.m right, yeah, earlier yeah yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern yesterday to 6 p.m. Uh, tonight. So, uh, yeah, yeah props. Yeah, mad props. Yeah, I know it's seven hours on a taco stream is like almost too much, right? Uh, for us. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll go to the next segment here. I know Sony wanted to talk about the uh, the next yeah. 2K game here, and uh, real quickly, I will say that I've I've had a little bit of issues with the last couple of releases. They just the game has been felt so clunky with a lot of the bugs and everything's. Uh, yeah, the good. last version of, of 2K was really, I think, berated by a lot of people for being oh, yeah. not very good. But uh, I think we're a little bit more optimistic on this one mm-hmm. than just engaging off the preview. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, so, like, I just want to preface this by saying, like, I'm not one of the haters, mostly because, like, I don't do a lot of the online, online stuff, so I didn't get... To see firsthand a lot of those glitches. Like for me, I play for the uh, creative player stuff, the story. Like that's generally what I do for is the the general manager run, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I mean, we're going to be, that's one of the things. Like finally, for the first time in what, 15 years, they're actually bringing back a GM mode, but it's known as my GM mode. And uh, you are going to basically have, you can choose between uh, Sonia Deville, Adam Pierce, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, build your own rosters like you used to. But they also introduced a new. Um a, a new uh oh god. Uh what do you what, what a new well, feature know, a order, cool. you want to call it? create yeah. a faction. Oh okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I, didn't I didn't
0: hear cool. about that. That's cool. Yeah. So
2: uh yeah, basically uh you will be able to uh get as whatever superstars you want and create your own faction, but also be able to do storylines with them and just like like as if you were doing a career mode but with a faction, which is pretty damn cool. Um, they've obviously revamped the, uh, my, uh, um, the road to WrestleMania for your creative player, what have you. They're actually going to bring in things like, oh, you can jump brands and stuff like that. Um, uh, and then also they announced the three different bundles, which is pretty cool. So you can have your standard bundle. There's also going to be the, uh, uh, the deluxe edition, which is, uh, going to have also Rey Mysterio on the cover. And that comes with, um, an alternate Rey Mysterio gear from the nineties, a whole bunch of perks um some um arenas but the one i'm gonna get the one i'm excited for is the nwo for life edition because that not only comes with everything you get the deluxe edition but you also get bischoff scott hall kevin nash hulk hogan and i believe and six you're also going to be getting some specific wcw uh uh, themed arenas from that time and you're going to also get other other nwo style perks to use throughout the game so that's definitely what i'm looking for looks like it's going to be a massive roster the graphics are great like if you go take a look at a picture of john cena
0: from that game for a moment you're going to think it's actually john cena how how many of those roster members though are now released by WWE? so (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's most of the most of them (laughs) i've actually i found i found the wwe
2: 2k22 roster list and yeah uh, give me a second to bring it up. So this is full list of confirmed rosters. And these are the people who are no longer, no longer there. Uh, you are going to have, where is, there's more than this. What the freak? Um, Jeff you Hardy. to
0: navigate WWE's website?
1: Of- this is off
2: the SmackDown Hotel. I never would go to WWE okay. for that. <laughs> um, you're,
1: getting Jeff, you're
2: getting Jeff Hardy. You're getting uh, Mustafa Ali, of course, who's just recently asked for his release. And United, um, yep. uh, yeah, Mojo, Mojo, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mojo. Uh, who else? Tony Storm, what? maybe. Okay, the, I swear the list was bigger when I looked at it this morning. They may have up, they may have changed it or updated. <laughs>
0: they may have been updated it and removed a few. Maybe that wouldn't be, be surprising. Okay. Like, like
2: that, that's only the beginning because just think these rosters are usually like around hundred characters, so there's going to be more, obviously. Um, revealed later on, yeah. Don't be surprised if at least half the roster is uh
0: <laughs> no longer with the company,
2: yeah. Well, not just change, but I
4: wouldn't be surprised some wrestlers or they have, have have had their names cut down,
0: yeah. No, yeah, for sure, that too. Or is it is it gonna be Gunther Stark gonna be in there? Uh, oh no, it's uh, gone, it its definitely <laughs> they're not using the Stark no, it's part. listed as Volter, it's listed yeah. as Volter. Good. This listed as Walter,
1: okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, to go back to
3: awesome. I mean, Go back to that a little bit. I mean, yeah. This is just another prime example with this whole Gunther thing of Vince McMahon's policy of if it ain't broke, fix it anyway. Mm-hmm. This and it's just it's gotten so repetitive and so stupid That's to the point the it's, sept, it's a septuagenarian, senile That's old man who doesn't even know what kind of depends he wants to wear because he's probably incontinent. I'm just, I'm, he's up to the Z in Alzheimer's. He's starting to lose his freaking mind who has no patience left to run a freaking wrestling promotion because he's not a wrestling promoter as far as he's concerned. He's a multimedia dealer or whatever you want. He's he a is, fucking wrestling promoter and he needs this to get man that despises yeah. being yeah. called a wrestling promoter. And I've heard this from multiple sources. He yeah. is embarrassed of being a wrestling promoter. He doesn't want to be associated with it anymore. If you don't want to be associated with it anymore, give the
4: freaking creative position yeah. to somebody who gives a damn. So or at least I'm, someone who knows, who understands I'm the in. business. Because um, – one thing I hate about Vince is uh, not just his own mindset, but who he chooses to surround himself with. And it's mm-hmm. even and if these releases have proved who he's chosen to surround himself with, it's clear that they are falling. One hundred, they're falling completely on creativity. They're falling on trying to build for the future. Look, I'm yep. not the biggest fan of NFT two Some of the talent they have there gives me hope that they can build stars. Others is like, no, you should have kept them one. In the performance center, worked them for over a year in dark matches and then see if they're ready for the spotlight. But no, they thrust them in there. And and Gunther is just like only the tip of the surface. If we've seen recently with wrestlers mm-hmm. that have left the business or who chose, I mean Tony Storm she Tony Storm she to leave, chose to, to leave. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano chose not Kyle to Kyle O'Reilly sign, yeah, those uh, yeah, um, no, three chose not to sign then, new contracts. They to... extend right. and then run out.
1: Yep. Same thing yeah. with Brian Anderson. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying yeah. is the people he choose to surround himself with, it's just gonna show that his company's gonna keep failing until we're gonna keep hearing constant reports and articles of, oh, Vince is planning on selling the company, or mm-hmm. he's trying to cut deals with New Japan. I'm like, if if one thing shows that, Vince has also lost the element of trying to surprise people with the fact that he revealed the women that's gonna be in the Royal Rumble. The Renee Burkett said, don't reveal them. Even I believe some of Ray said she was kind of surprised and taken aback Mm -hmm. that they revealed that she was going to show. The point of the World Rumble was meant to be of mystery and expectations.
2: And then all of a sudden they just throw it out there. I mean,
1: because they
2: they know they're losing a certain demographic, that they're literally throwing everything at the wall saying, Hey, look at us, look at us. And most of us are like,
1: "Eh." And again, it
2: just reeks
0: of tired, carny
3: collar nonsense. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and look, I I agree with everything that's been said here so far, and you know, I I, I think like I, I've talked about this on the show before that it's a, it's not like you know we just want to go out there and bash WWE, but it's, mm. we're wrestling fans. We want it to be good. Like, yeah, we yes. want Monday Night Raw to be fucking great every week. The potential is
2: there. Like we know they've got yeah. it. That's why I gravitate towards AEWs because it's what WWE used to be. If, the even on the during WCW, not not on the, WCW, WCW, the, the, the mid '90s, they,
4: they they actually have that spirit of AW. Like they have.
2: Oh, for people. sure. Yeah. Yeah, ninety-seven yeah. and ninety-eight. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But now they spend the '94 high- to '96. You know, during the yeah, time when they were like, it was, we like, like the we war know, games
4: course. and. But even Dusty was in charge. Like, I get it. Like, I don't like this whole. I mean, I lost interest in WWE because. They're literally not giving me something. They're not giving me
0: something to be invested in. Right. Or something new or fresh. It's just the same recycled crap yeah, over that's and over why I only
2: watch, like, the pay-per-views now because I don't have
0: – I don't have – I I, why would
2: I want to waste my time on five hours of the same stuff? I'm good with just watching the clips on you on Twitter. So
0: three hours of bra every week. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. I just, I've weighed like, so many other things I could be doing with my life.
3: I know we have a couple other things to get to, but uh, yeah. you guys have some breaking news. Oh nope. Sure, what do we got? Um, according to, it uh, looks like his very own Twitter account, Peter Avalon is now a free agent. He is no longer under contract.
2: Oh, he didn't yeah, didn't he didn't announce that a couple of days ago? He's like, oh, I'm taking bookings or something like that. I am um, going to so say, I've got that. I know Leo Rush today yeah, announced that yeah. on February 14th yeah. he will be.
4: Joey Janela um, did say his contract was definitely yeah, coming yeah, up. But is he great. said yeah, he, he, said he yeah, had interest you know in
3: resigning. signing. Brian Cage, I know, is probably going to be up soon. More than yes, likely, so- and Marco Stunt are coming up soon as well, yes. as uh, I believe.
0: For sure. We, we did yeah. have this as a topic to talk about because this was kind of breaking news today. But um, uh, Cage Side Seats had, had an article uh, on it, uh, PW Insider and Fightful Select both reporting uh, specifically on Leo Rush's announcement that he will not be renewing his contract with AEW. Uh, which is kind of crazy because I think he just signed like back in September or something. So he's only been with the company for a few months. Yeah,
2: he, he debuted in the double, in, um, the Battle Royal there, the
1: Joker. Yeah. Up last year, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, that's yeah. a little unfortunate, uh, especially considering what they were doing with him and Dante Martin. That team is just so great together. Mm-hmm. I think it's just unfortunate with him. But uh, some other names that Mike Johnson was asked about that are, are potentials to not renew their contracts with AEW. Marco Stunt, obviously, who's been missing in action
1: Yeah, I was wondering where he was, but now I know. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, the article here from Cage Side Seats is saying that he's been particularly noticeable as his own teammates. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have become tag champs, so he wasn't mm-hmm. there for any of that. Uh, yeah. Joey Janela is another name that's being reported on here. Uh, he himself raised questions about his AEW future when he told Barstool uh, Robbie Fox that his contract was up in May. And he felt like he needed to, quote, step it up in order mm-hmm. to be around. Uh, and then, of course, the other big one is Brian Cage, uh, his wife, uh, Melissa Santos, uh, making headlines by questioning Tony Khan's booking of her yeah. husband on social medias and interviews. Yeah. To, uh, Brian Cage, somebody who they haven't really been using at all. She's and, not wrong you know, to
4: question it.
0: Yeah, wrong, but and I agree. Uh, I there, there may have been, uh, but yeah. I think that. I think that like what this boils down to here is that there's, there's a lot of uh, wrestlers that signed long-term contracts, right? Sort of at the beginning of AEW or ones that uh, maybe signed a little bit, not as recently. And there, there's probably, this is just a few names that we listed here, but there might be uh, uh, more names that choose not to re-sign with AEW. And the other sort of report uh, that I read about that is that AEW is not going to sort of publicize it or make any kind of big deal about, the folks that are leaving, they're just going to kind of quietly let their contracts expire. So it's interesting to note. I I honestly think it might be for the better. Uh, Tony Khan's strategy of sort of building up a big roster and then working from there. Uh, and it's unfortunate for some wrestlers that may you know not be with with a job without it with a job anymore and have to like go you know back on the indies or something like that. But I also I do think that AEW is yeah on paper it makes sense. AEW's roster I think is a little bit bloated right now. Uh, and, you know, they're going to probably add some more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serena Deeb talking about adding more to the women's roster, which well, is great. Recently, so. a couple couple yeah, big names brand. that she said that they've signed that they can't announce yeah. yet, which I'm hoping is like Athena or Tony Storm or somebody like that. But it, it does kind of show that AW. I mean, they have a really stacked bloated roster right now, and I think it, it might actually be for the better if some of these folks that they're not even really yeah, using or don't have a plan
2: Where some of the original people who signed when AW were launched our contracts are
3: coming up. We are at that point. Yep. It's been yep, three years. recently expired, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Like, Here's the thing, and I've noticed a lot of people talking about this. I'm glad that it's AEW letting their contracts run out, not uh-huh. cutting bait and moving yeah. on. That's yeah. the Repiring difference people. between Tony Khan's mindset yeah. and Nick Khan's mindset, who's the one apparently behind all the WWE cuts and this and that, is... He'll keep you around until you find a, a way to land on your feet and this and that. You can start looking for bookings, this and that and the other, but he'll Tony Khan will take care of you up until the time you are no longer under contract with. him. Right. He will not just cut you out and, you know, move you along. Now, again, this is under normal circumstances. Obviously we know, uh, Jimmy Havoc ended up having to part ways with yep. AEW over controversial yep. circumstances. Um, Leo Rush, I think a lot of people are going to wonder if his decision to re-sign doesn't go or back. Or or that's going around around thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah,
3: which I know is is a is a huge point of contention as well. Um, but again, you're you're not wrong in the fact that AEW even even their women's division is a lot deeper than I think a lot of people give them credit for because you have Serena Deeb, you have Thunder Rosa, you have Jade, you have uh, Jamie Hader, Rebel, you've got this Red Velvet. Chris Statlander, uh, Layla Hirsch, you've got Brit, you've got uh, just so many people that uh, Sky Blue, I know, is somebody that they yeah, can Scott, Yeah,
4: through. even Thunder Rosa, she brings some of the wrestlers part of her promotion into right. help with, like, in- enhancement talent. Like, Kylan mm-hmm. King, she is, mm-hmm. she, even though she's on and off most of the time when you mostly see her on Dark, but she's one of those wrestlers you do see through association with Mission Pro Wrestling and AW, where she's actually improving to where – during the quarantine, she was one of those wrestlers helping with some of the women's matches and even in the crowd. Yeah. So,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. But even then, you've got Penelope Ford, you've got
1: uh, the Bully, you've got yeah, um,
0: Chris Statlander,
1: J.
3: yeah I yeah. yeah. I mentioned Statlander, I think, but yeah. Anna Jay, Ty Conti. You've got a yeah, really so. deep women's roster,
2: deeper than WWE's at this point. For sure. Yeah. The WWE has on them is the more seasoned wrestlers, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely I'd give AEW yeah. the nod for deep. But the fact of the matter is, is
3: that you know. It's not so much how many people you've got. And this is, you know, something that WWE is starting to figure out now. It's how mm. well you use them. And I think categorically people will agree. AEW uses their talent agreed, any more effectively yeah. than WWE does. And they use them? the
0: majority of them too. Yeah, It's and not I mean, like, like it's, they just focus on one guy. There's a lot of people that you can see get a push uh, at, at any time. Yeah, and they're they're, they're using all four
2: shows. Like, if you look, a lot of the, like, FTR and, like, a lot of the big names, well, Computer and Dark and Elevation, that's like they used to back in the day where you'd see the stars work against the less people to get, the you know, the the reps in and to improve your ranking, stuff like that. So I like that they're using all four shows to build their product.
4: And also the records thing. Like, during the start of their first year, they were so focused on records to where people Mm -hmm. were annoyed by it. And then you see – they, they ease back up on it, but they still remind people of records. It's mm-hmm. That's why I like when they release the rankings, the top five people there, because once a few, let's say right now, Hangman Page, for an example, he's done with the feud. Who's on the top five who you can potentially see him feuding with? Same with right now for the women's, like um, just uh, with um, Britt Baker as champ, who are the women in the top five? Can you see her challenge for the title? Can you challenge her for the title
0: at Revolution? Under Rosa on a oh, yeah. rampage. I <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's going to be right there. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's 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 great. I think it's AW's done really well with, with their booking and everything, and, and you know, it just with a, the roster they of the size that they have, you're gonna just have a few guys that they're just not gonna use, and that are gonna have to part ways with, but that's just the nature of the business. You know, there's, a, there's not a, not really any avoiding that uh, in any yeah. wrestling company. And, and there's and always going to be people that sign and get healthy.
2: Yeah, you may, if you may yeah. not be with AEW anymore, but you can still make a damn solid good living working for like GCW or, yep. impact, or, or,
4: or impact or I did, Impact. I think, impact is getting making a lot of good use of yep, wrestling I, getting a lot I, of We've buzz. been talking
0: about this on the show. They've been crushing it recently. Like you say mm-hmm. Impact really is bad. good and you get a weird look from some wrestling fans, but They've been doing really, really good stuff
1: uh, over the last few months.
3: Yeah, it's been fairly solid, and I think I think this is actually a good point to where to talk about how the business has evolved from where it was. Because you think about it, nowadays, I think especially like with not necessarily with WWE or anything like that, but especially with AEW, you get the feeling that people can ask for time off without being worried about losing their spot. You know, that was that was a big thing, which I know contributed, I think, a lot to. Eddie Aguerrero's substance abuse problems. I think it probably had to deal with a lot of other wrestlers who had substance abuse problems.
2: Well, it goes all the way back to the 80s. Ricky the Dragon Stevo won the Intercontinental title. He asked for time off to go uh, be with his wife when she wrote to deliver his firstborn son. Nope, they uh, didn't want to allow it, so he had to drop the title. Exactly.
3: So, and I think, again, nowadays, especially we look at a situation that just recently happened, um, and I know we're going to get into it here in a little bit with Mox. You know, he was able to go take time off, get himself healthy, and now he's back and he's kill- He's still killing it. And he's not being treated any differently than he was when he left. Right. Ooh.
0: Yeah, he's still in that same position on the card. Of course. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, this is definitely a good time that we can sort of get in and talk about it here. But, you know, we had AEW kick off this week uh, yeah. with this big return for John Moxley. Uh, and he comes out and he cuts this this fiery promo and –
1: uh, After telling it, it, an audience first, member
0: to
2: go for F himself. Yeah. Yes,
0: we had an F bomb
4: which was well said of Mox, especially.
0: Uh-huh. When
1: Absolutely.
0: When we watched yeah. it, I got
4: that unedited version of yeah. it, and I heard that comment. So I'm
2: like,
0: "Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: heard it. A, it I, yeah, good on him."
0: Same. Yeah, yeah I, I same. I, I had to go back and hear what the person actually said, but it, they heckled them to the, something to the effect of, "Get this drunkie." Yeah, that's what it was. Get Yeah,
2: you were willing to spend money to go to a wrestling show and say that. Just get thrown out in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, like, go outside, take a breath, unclench, relax. No, (laughs) but it's
4: the same last year where we had those fans that were throwing uh, degrading insults at Anthony Bowen's and Nyla Rose. Those,
2: yeah, I I didn't know about the Bowen one, but I definitely saw the Nyla Rose one. I was like, like, yeah, everybody saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, replaced,
4: he actually shared that on his Twitter in one of his team's matches. And it unfortunately you could it unfortunately this was on TNT. You you would not have caught it at first. It was like, wait, what was that? He replays it on his Twitter. And of course, when he's wrestling, uh, of course, some some guy out there yells effing F word at Bowens. Oh to this, yeah, to
3: describe somebody of a homosexual, you know, orientation.
2: Oh, so you're yeah. gonna tell a guy that looks like that those words. Yep. You got a set. Like, can you imagine if you said mm-hmm. that to your wife? The guy would have twisted you in a pretzel. Of course, oh, you said you're that right right while you. he's working in the you
4: that when you're... Of course, you have no stones because you're yelling at someone who's in the ring, yeah. knowing that they're never going to come near you through that barricade unless you're one of those fans who don't want to jump the barricade and attack these wrestlers, which, in all honesty, these wrestlers, even when they are attacked, they do their best to make sure you're not hurt and let security take them out.
1: Most of the
4: time. Most of the
0: time. A I think the action. lesson here, everybody, is, is uh, don't be a scumbag and don't harass the wrestlers. Yeah. And think, somebody about that, think about it this way. Yeah. These
2: guys are trained how not to hurt you, which means they're going to
0: Think about that for a second. And look, another thing to not be is to not be a bully. And yeah. I think this is a good segue to something that Ryan wanted oh. to talk about here. But after yeah. this Mox promo, we got these fucking comments from, from one bully, Ray, who... Uh, it's funny. I, I I would like to talk to Mike Semper Sempervivi about this at some point, too, because we've <laughs> no, like, sure had him on the show, and he, he admitted to us here live on the air that... Uh, him and Bully do not get along whatsoever. They do not like each other, and no. and I, you know, from everything I hear, I, I I'm starting to think that I wouldn't particularly like Bully either if I knew him or, or or you know so worked around. And he just he makes these these kinds of comments that that just they don't sit well with me. And and this is this was one of them here talking about how Moxley owes his fans an apology after. Uh, see, it, here's it's, the thing. He never said Moxley owed anyone everything. Okay, Didn't so you – did you listen to this Yes, I did. Okay, so, literally, you listened to this episode of Yeah, and I also read the written transcripts.
2: He says – he literally said he had no problem with anything Moxley said. All he said, the only thing he would have done or he would have liked to see was an apology. He never said Moxley owed anybody anything.
1: So that's that's right, people
2: are a little bit yeah. out of proportion. Should Bubba have kept his mouth shut? Hundred percent. But yes. if you actually listen and read the words, that is not what he said. Well,
1: I did okay. read that
4: transcript, and he and I knew like that title was just to grab people's attention. So I read the transcript, yeah. and but even then, I'm I'm seeing there in Bubba in bully race position going. Really, someone who just came back, someone who yeah. was at the top of the card. Have substance alcoholic pro substance pro, substance problems the company allowed him to take some time off get clean and get better he comes back he's he hears the the jubilation of the fans and yeah he's back in the character again he's talking mainly about his role there I understand but I had nothing against it I'm just like but Where in the world hit. would Moxley, in his character, have apologized to the fans? Because Moxley's character yeah. is someone who doesn't apologize for anything. Right,
0: for shit. So that's completely breaking the shit.
4: character, it's breaking kayfabe.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, and like I said, I, I agree. Bully should not have said anything. But I think right. people are just maybe like being a little bit more upset on this than what it is. If you actually read his comments, he didn't say yeah. he didn't, he should. He said I would have liked to have seen. Right. A big okay. difference.
3: Don't get me wrong. Like if Mox had started this whole thing off, or not even right at the get-go, but if at some point he would have said, you know, my personal demons took me away from you good people who love and support me, and for that I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Would have been fine. It doesn't change Why? anything. Does was it wasn't necessary. Exactly. Right. Yes. Necessary. right. Because again, the promo was the promo did its job. It was effective on its no, it own. Mox, exactly. Mox, Mox doesn't have to say
2: anything to us.
0: No. Right. No, no, yeah, and that's what, I, that's, that, that's what I that's that's why I loved it. I want to read a couple responses to this. Uh Mick Foley on mm. Twitter. John Moxley doesn't need to apologize to anyone, just yeah. my opinion. Uh right. and then I think my favorite one here, Paige. Paige is uh, the was best. Mariah, she says, Hey guys, FYI, if you have to take time to better yourself for very important health reasons, please make sure to apologize to Bubba for the time off. Yeah, Ooh. it's definitely like I said. Bubba shouldn't have said anything, but
2: the internet's making it worse than what it actually is.
0: Well, yeah, that's kind of what that. the, the internet.
2: Yeah,
1: that but, but yeah, what internet. Do it. yeah,
4: that's why I, I don't pay attention to the internet response. I only pay attention to the people within. That's why I liked it seeing reading Mick Foley, Renee, and uh, Pages' tweets because I'm yeah. like, they're not, they're not dragging them under the, they're not dragging through the mud. They're just saying
2: she be better. Said that. Yeah, be better.
3: Yeah. That's, Dummy yeah. up is what they were
2: telling yeah. me. And, and like, those are the guys, guys that should be holding bully rated task. Is Pierce? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: The it's only right. people who should be holding bully rated task over any of this is people it's within Pierce. the business who might've been through something similar. Exactly. This is Pierce.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree with that, with all that for sure. Um, some other stuff that we'll talk about here as we run down the highlights of, of AW dynamite and rampage this week. Uh, we had, uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, Taking oh. on Orange Cassidy and, and Chris Statlander. This was a really, really fun match to kick off show, Sure.
2: Yeah, great match. I, I, I love that they're finally leaning into Britt and Adam Cole being an on-screen couple. Because that yes. just opened up a whole world of possibilities. And I'm I'm all here for it. And they released a shirt this week that I really want to get. DMD. DMD. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, Shop I, I, I want more colors
4: instead of just black, honestly. I'm looking mm-hmm. for different colors
2: while I'm sitting here wearing my sting
0: t right. <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Uh very but, nice. But uh yeah, and we also had a little bit of more teasing of the dissension between MJF and uh, CM Punk. Uh,
2: so, me what are your guys' thoughts on the squash of Sean Spears?
0: That's a good question. <laughs> I, I was entertained by it. I, I kind of laughed. I figured yeah. a couple of these matches, because they had, I think they had like six matches on the show. Uh, this was yeah. one that I figured would probably be pretty short, but right? I didn't realize it was just going to be an uh, immediate uh, GTS uh, finisher uh, match well, over in 16 seconds or whatever it was. I want to hear you guys' thoughts first.
4: I'm going to have two opinions of it, honestly. One, I thought it kind of hurts Spears a little bit, but in the actuality of the storyline, he's not that important. And also, no. I think yeah. it helps Punk recover after the massacre he had gotten from Wardlow. Because I remember, I, I was listening to mm-hmm. Brian and Vinny, and then, of course, also, you know, David LaGrasse and Bully Ray, they're all talking about this match. They're all saying how it's gonna, how it kind of puts Punk under, like, Wardlow kind of surpassed him a little bit. I'm like, what were you talking about? Like, I don't know if they were understanding the story. That's why, for me, it had to be, this. for me, my expectation for this match was Punk had to almost brutalize Sean Spears, to in a mess mm-hmm. to MJF, or yeah. you know, uh, be the be the sly veteran, play mind game. So I was okay with the quick mm. uh, using the tie up and then into a GTS. It works because MJF. I loved that. I loved hearing his response. He was like, "Wait, wait, what? What?" <laughs> he got me. There. Yeah. So
0: sometimes you need matches like this. That's uh, yeah. Kind like of squash is
3: squash is when done effectively, like, tell awesome. a great story, and that's the that's thing. Good. Like. For the early part of his career, Warlow should have been on a tear, just squashing people, left and right. And he was, up until he hit Cody. But even then, he kept going with that. You know, Brian Cage, when he first comes in, wrecks everybody. That's the way, and that's the thing, is like, we don't need these long, drawn-out matches all the time. It's great to know that these guys have the quality or the the conditioning in order to put on that quality of a match, but it's not necessary 100% of the time. And all I will say, I mean, to put away Sean Spears with just one GTS, I mean, that GTS had a rate at a perfect 10. No. <laughs> ah, I had to.
2: I had to. Um, I'm on the I actually like this. Now, here's here's why I, I like this because, like you said earlier, Sean Spears really isn't a big player in the in this, but he is also part of a side storyline, and that is the ascension of Wardlow. All of this, while forwarding mm-hmm. Punk and MJF, is also building up Wardlow because now you can yes. go around and say this guy with only two years' experience. Took me to the limit, Whereas you, who says you are a great wrestler and have been around for 20 years. I beat you in 10 seconds. So yeah. not only does that, it also shows uh, CM Punk is bull- bulldozing his way through the pinnacle. To get to, to MDF. Yeah, now you've got the Adam, uh, the added thing of I got your scarf. It's just it's all it's just great storytelling all across the board. And because you know, not only you're gonna get the payoff with MDF and punk, you're finally gonna see Wardlow break away, and you're gonna see him turn on Sean Spears as well. Because Sean Spears, that's his role. The thing he's the, the he's the lackey, he's yes. he's yeah. the lackey of this whole he's thing. Yeah, he's
1: just he's kind of like yeah. the um
4: uh, he's like he's the subordinate under the boss to where. He can yeah. handle his own, but once you put a real fighter against him, he yeah. goes down. You know, Basically, not just Charles Brandon
1: Cutler. <laughs> yeah, and, yes. and
2: all this yes. old school story, all old school storytelling. And I mean, look at last week at the end of the Wardlow match, Punk did pull to Bret Hart and and made Wardlow look like a million bucks.
3: Yep, say he rolled him up. Sure, he got the win, but he did not get
2: up.
1: And, yeah. and just walk away. But, like, but well, yeah. what he needs to
2: equal to Bret Hart is he literally took a Bret Hart finish with Diesel and brought it yeah. back, and it it shows that those things exactly. work. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. I think this story's been really great. That's been booked really well, uh, long term. You know, yeah. it's been a slow slow burn, but uh, man, I can't wait for that pop when, when Wardlow does finally yeah. turn. uh, uh so, it, so, it, yeah. This guy's gonna, gonna be a massive. I
2: invested in in, in in AEW, and it's hasn't let me down yet. Yeah, even yeah. at
4: the first even at all they' like all out, they te- they showed a package of Wardlow really setting them up. So it shows mm-hmm. that AW did not that package that traces all the way back to all out, the first all out, was not just a little setup. It that was yeah. part of a long plan. And that it's just Wardlow's one of those wrestlers when AEW builds a story and you see the payoff coming. You're like, it works there. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'll say one thing when we talk about Rampage, there is a certain wrestler whose story I'm just not into the way they're booked, but I'm looking to see when the payoff is coming, and I'll address that later. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get there. I, I did want to talk about this Cody thing because this okay, this is like there, say, okay.
2: Does this um Wardlow? Does this not kind of remind you of Batista in early two thousand and five? A little I
0: was bit, say, yeah, a it does, it was in, a
1: yeah. Very
3: Batista, you know, two thousand
1: and five. Yeah. Maybe, yeah.
3: maybe even just a shade of
0: uh, Diesel and Sean, you know, yeah. back in the day as well. Mm. Definitely. Uh, well, I want to talk about this Cody thing because this has also been very uh, like back and forth with some of the fans. Uh, I I still don't really know what's doing here with Cody and where it's yeah. going. Some people I think feel like they have it figured out, um, but I I don't know this 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 promo. Uh, I was a little bit mixed on. Uh, it, it, it did some things that I liked and some things that I didn't like. But uh, this whole Cody angles it's just it's, it's been nothing but kind of confusing for me, and I, I have mixed emotions on it. But I want to get your all thoughts on it. Uh, let's go to Ryan first on this one. What do you think about like where they're at with Cody
1: right now?
4: Well, um, yeah, I'm kind of confused as you are with uh and what they're doing with Cody. But I think right now with Cody, because surprisingly, when they revealed that he's officially a free agent, they are teasing something that Cody's finally mm-hmm. going to start doing what he wants to do. And um, this was a true Cody promo. Like, this is a promo where I've seen Cody cut on Ring of Honor to where. He's dancing that line of breaking kayfabe but staying in character, and I love yeah, this thing.
0: He's not going to turn heel. He keeps bringing
4: I, that up. I know.
0: I, I it, it was
4: it, it didn't shock me the first time he te- when he did a promo like that about turning heel, and it doesn't surprise me how he keeps teasing it over and over again. He knows the people they don't like his character, so he's doing everything he can to make them so annoyed with him. To so when he does turn heel. He'll have every promo he cuts is going to be 100% factual on the audience to where, oh, you like me now because I'm an asshole. But when I'm trying to be a good – but when I'm trying to be nice and be favorable to all of you, you throw crap at me. And it's going to make – whenever he turns up plays faces, it's going to make whoever he faces, like – I'm sorry. I'm trying to say is whenever he's a heel – Whenever he cuts a promo against a face, it's gonna hit even harder because he's gonna be. I was in your shoes. I played to these people for years. Started a company for these people, and they treat me as if I am the se- I, like I'm second fiddle. And I and I like that because that's one thing I took from this promo. No matter what's gonna happen between him and Sammy at Beach Break, Cody, he's going to start running. Like, oh, he's going to light a fire against the AEW fans. For sure. And it's going to be where the fans are going to be split again, whether they, they don't know if they're going to like it or they're going to hate it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just like his dad was a great babyface. Cody's got it in him to be a great deal. Oh, oh sure. yeah. Yeah. And
0: he's yes. shown that in this Ring of Honor days. Well. For sure. And like, Ring
2: of Honor I and mean, New
3: Japan.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like, for this promo, like, for a moment, I was like, is he turning heel? Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a split second they were going to pull the
0: trigger on this. Every split. time he's on screen, I think that.
2: Or, but like, the, the, first This, this one in particular, because the way he was doing the promo at the beginning, it was coming off like he was getting like, you know what? I did all this and screw you guys. Like, that's how it was coming off to me. So I was like, yeah. are they going to do it?
3: And here's the thing, because I'm curious about this. And I know, like, obviously it's got a lot of people talking. Like, when are they going to finally pull the trigger? What is going to be the thing that makes Cody actually abandon This Mm -hmm. whole, I'm never going to turn heel thing.
4: Yeah, the Nightmare Family and all that stuff. And
3: part of me thinks because he brought this individual up in this promo, I'm thinking it's going to happen against CM Punk at some point.
2: Would make sense. Mm, And I'm thinking
3: it it depends on when they decide to do Punk versus MJF. Because let's say, for example, they do Punk versus MJF on Dynamite. Because we do have a decent amount of time between mm-hmm. now and revolution we have we have over a month between now and revolution revolution is until the beginning of march mm-hmm. so it seems a little long-winded to go that way i'd say do punk versus uh mjf on a special dynamite or something punk-
0: probably that's chicago
2: uh, we got yeah, chicago I mean, coming I mean, up in the I a, it was a Chicago, yeah. it's on the pay-per-view exactly yeah. agreed
3: but here's the thing once that's done put punk in the face of the revolution ladder match have oh. see have Cody cost punk that match you want and have him cut you were the face of a revolution that went nowhere I'm the face of a revolution that has actually done something and actually mattered so why are these people cheering you and not me I yep.
0: love that. I like that. That's cool. That's a cool angle. I I hope they go that route.
2: It wasn't you that did the Schmodown leaks, was it? No, no. That was not
0: sure. The the FCL was canceled everybody, sorry. Yeah. yeah no kidding.
2: I like that. I think that would make a good story. And honestly, I could see them going there. I really could. I, honestly, it's a
3: built-in story by again, just that inclusion of him mentioning Punk up there cutting a promo. Starting a revolution of a kind and him actually taking the ball and running with it, even mm. when Punk did when Punk took yeah. his ball and went home, I became the face
2: of that revolution. You tried to start, yeah. Is I'm the one put the work in. Everything he said was 100% true, like I was not disagreeing exactly. with him on anything,
1: exactly.
3: But that's why I think it's a ready made storyline that will not only yeah. you know elevate Cody as a heel, but also bring out the best in this new revitalized
2: CM Punk. And this is why I think they're going to do it, because they're not WWE. Yeah. There you go. It's
4: also yeah. a good way to still hold Punk off from challenging for the world title. Yeah. Still give him these great feats, because so far when Punk came back, everyone kept questioning what's going on with his booking. And I'm like, Punk, he's wrestling who he wants to wrestle. He's going to yeah. wrestle the stories he's going to do. And it also ties into one of my favorite matches of this of, of, of last week's Dynamite, which was Sting and Darby Allin against the acclaimed, And, of course, tying into what after the show, Sting, he was thankful because he got to write the story he wanted to tell Mm because I didn't even know that – of course, I was focusing on the show, didn't think of the historical significance, knowing that that was the same arena, the same city, where he wrestled Hogan at Starcade 97. And I'm just like, once all that finally hit me, I'm going, holy shit. Not only does AEW allow the wrestlers to get to tell their stories, but they really are letting the wrestlers gain to uh, finally have their moments in certain towns or certain moments for wrestling events from their past that was robbed robbed of them. Mm -hmm. And as as a big Sting fan, just like you are, Soda, looking at Sting's career during his big, huge, baby face run against the NWO and watching that Starrcade 97 match, seeing how it had to cripple him. He built himself back, but it was – but just like the screw job for Shawn Michaels, it was a it was a weight that he had to carry with him throughout his entire career. Yeah. And I like how this was a moment he got to at least heal the wounds from that match.
2: So, uh, spoilers: this is my match and moment of the week.
0: Nice. Okay. So yeah, I thought, this, I thought this, it was a little later. <laughs> this was great. This uh, was a really, really uh, awesome main event. I thought uh, this. Dynamite uh, overall was like because there's a, a few stuff I kind of skipped over here that wasn't like really worth talking about, yeah. um, uh, including a, a match that was way too long that uh, in my opinion between Frankie Kazarian and uh, uh, Lance Archer, That's but different. yeah. Um, but uh, on the on the other side of things, this was a really good main event, and I, mm. I do want to piggyback on what Zoda was saying there that I, I do think that they are uh, treating Sting the the best that they. Absolutely, possibly could here in AEW. Yeah. They're they're,
2: they're taking because like he's he's sixty two years old. There's not yeah. a, a lot of stuff he can do. So they're taking what he can do, and 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 it's like the old ECW model. You take what you can do and you put that at the forefront. And luckily, everything that Sting still can do is stuff we've loved Sting doing for years.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and the pairing of him and Darby Allin was just so Makes perfect. Sense. And it's like the the best way to to sort of pass that torch on if you would. Because, like, you, you see that yeah. dive that Sting did here through the table, and it was like uh, Graham like, waking really, up from a nap uh, that's, uh, after that. You know, like, he I'll was admit. wiped out by the end of this match, you can tell.
1: Yeah. When really
3: I first saw him make that dive, I was scared, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, they caught him, they protected him, he, I'm going to say he took about a soft, I won't say soft, but about as safe of a bump through that table as he possibly <laughs> could have,
2: and he and great. You don't because it's Sting just jumped off a stage, put somebody through a table at exactly. years, right? And yeah, it, it's it's amazing. So I, I was watching an old Sting match this past week. It was Sting Vader strap match uh Super Bowl. And I saw Sting do one of his flashes off the top, and I'm like, God, I forgot he used to do that. I wish I could see him do it again. Flash forward to Wednesday and do it off the stage. I'm like Okay,
0: <laughs> he did it again, but he's now sixty-three years old. Yeah.
2: So the <laughs> oh like, kudos stand because you thought his career was over when he broke his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't in a, probably, a million years think i it. suck at Seth Rollins as he jumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's in there and he's got who was it, Bowen, and the sharpshooter? Yeah. No, he yeah. had faster yeah, sharpshooter yeah. and Bowen super kicked him, and he just and like, sold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: you know, it's still classic sting. Yeah. yeah. Anyone splashed through
4: that? Oh my god! Like I, I even love like when you said, yeah, yeah. when you got when you got exhausted afterwards. Bone and Caster did their great job to still be the heel, get yeah. him that moment. So when you see Darby just shoot out like a
2: bat out of hell, <laughs> yeah. it worked.
4: Great right. position
2: yeah. was fantastic too. Rest in peace, Meatloaf. Bat out of hell. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Rest in peace, the Meatloaf,
3: no. dude. I'll put it this way: we know, and again, this is kind of tying into the releases and everything that we were talking about with a uh, 2K and this and that, we know for a fact that Matt and Jeff Hardy are going to have a match at some point down yeah, the line. They, they, they have a return date set for a team.
0: They've said, they, they've said they want to retire in AEW. The Hardy I know. But that's and what I'm saying. Wrong. Jeff well, joins AEW. Can
3: you imagine the craziness we could get if you put Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy in a title match, in a I ladder match? You know. Yeah.
0: Holy sh! I didn't even think of that. That's, Are they that's fully insane. insured? Huh? Are they fully insured for that match? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I would be worried. Like that's my thing. But at the same time, like I know these two guys would just go balls to the wall and leave it all out there for our enjoyment. If it was a false count anywhere, if it was a you know a last man standing or a ladder match or a freaking lights out match or whatever. Dude, oh way- my god! I just had a I just had a crazy idea. Rebreak. Matt Hardy do Broken Man and Brother Nero versus Sting and Darby.
0: Oh my god. Imagine
3: this. And and
0: the the other thing is like the 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 um sorry, I just had a braid fart. Um <laughs> the, 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 Yeah. Oh no, okay, I was going to say the the way they've been building up uh, Sting and Darby I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they win the the tag titles because they're kind I of building them, them up. I don't know. If, eventually, yeah. like I don't know if they'll beat Jurassic Express, but I do think that, they'll probably
4: beat another heel like a team that's going to take the belt off. Like of FTR, Jurassic
0: yeah. 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 FTR, yeah. let's say or, FTR or. takes the title off of uh, Jurassic Express, and then maybe Sting mm-hmm. and Darby beat FTR. But then, yeah, like Sting and Darby versus the Broken Hardys in like a ladder match. You know that as the Hardys retirement match, that would just be nuts. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I would so. That's like a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. There, like, like there's so Hopefully, much, and like, hope that people don't die. Yes.
3: Like I said, that's <laughs> the only bright side that I'm able to see with a lot of these WWE releases that came out this last year is like these folks finally have the opportunity to mm-hmm. really ply their trade and go someplace where they're actually valued, and it's it would be. Could you imagine if we got? Uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus John Morrison and Taya Valkyrie. Crying out. Oh,
0: yeah, hell
4: yeah! Or Could you imagine again? I, I, hate, I hate to say Killer that. Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, yes,
3: then. oh, make it a make it a three way dance. I don't care, but yes. um, no comment.
4: <laughs>
2: But even then, boy,
4: well, the, 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 the yeah. and bring back Mac
2: Cardona with Chelsea Green. <laughs> there you go. And see, yeah. that's that's a perfect example of what you just said, James. Like, look, I don't know if you caught what Cardona said not that long ago. But he said he used WWE was his developmental. Yeah, and that's a great way to look at it. Like, if all exactly. these use that mentality, just think how high the ceiling is going to be for them. Because
3: look, at what and this it. is this is just me fantasy booking like crazy here.
2: If let's say
3: Cesaro. Were to let his contract run out with WWE to not re-sign again, heaven forbid. But I told Ryan this on a uh, podcast that we, we, we did not too long ago. Could you imagine Hangman Adam Page versus Claudio Castanoli for the AEW World Title? Oh, on a pay-per-view!
4: I still salivate
3: thinking about it. <laughs> like that's the thing is, like there is so much untapped potential in that WWE roster that if they were to just you know spread their wings a little bit. There is so much more out there than there has ever been before yeah. where a- they have this opportunity. A- Hell, a- Joey w- Janela, a- I could see just making a full-time career shift to GCW at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. And he'd totally be happy yeah. with that. A- and GCW are G- w- really putting themselves on the map this
1: weekend with oh, the Yeah, yeah so, They're yeah. doing great. They're talking the- back to Matt Cardona.
0: Matt Cardona me. talking about yeah. – uh, doing Madison Square Garden
1: someday, but yeah. Oh, that's
2: honestly, if he hadn't gone to GCW for that Moxley fakeout, I wouldn't have never heard of GCW. Yeah, that
1: was exactly. exactly. But also, A lot of people
2: know about
3: GCW for two reasons. Cardona. One, that. Two, the Dark Side of the Ring bio on Nick yeah. Gage. That's true, yeah.
2: yeah. 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 No, the thing I like about AEW right now, it is literally the place where dream matches can come true. Boom. Which is and, definitely, what,
4: and not all of them have to be for t- championships. No, nope. well, most yeah, matches, they don't. when you get the right story, are big fucking title matches. Omega Danielson yeah.
2: was not a title match. Right. No, it was a
4: non-title affair. That was my and match was, of the year. I don't, I don't see even watch, one of us
2: is lucky to be there.
0: I mean, as I said, there might be a little bit of attendance bias there, putting that as my number one match. of the year. But I had helps. a lot of other Imagine. people I heard.
2: That's a great Imagine if, if
3: and when Kenny gets back from his time off because we know he's had a lot of surgery and he's had to uh, have a few things corrected.
2: Kick that forbidden door open, Omega and Osprey. No, dude, we're going to get something even better first. We're going to get freaking the elite versus the undisputed era. Freaking hell yeah. No. And if if things work better, if the whole thing, right now they've had to slow down a little
4: bit as well in international talent because of the COVID cases and Omicron. But right. even then, they had teased last year. Well, they? They established last year that best friends are part of chaos. They were teasing chaos. Oh, really? They brought chaos members to AW. Yeah, what we had Ishii on Dynamite.
1: Yeah, they
3: actually did it. Rocky Romero came out with him at one point. The yeah. Pongy Vice is oh,
0: as in, Vice was supposed to wrestle on Rampage this week. Unfortunately, uh, though, unfortunately, it's, um, uh, Romero Rocky, I think,
2: tested for positive.
4: He did. Yeah, he did. So yeah.
0: we probably will see that match eventually. But at some point, like the yeah. way what that I
4: was New, with new Japan and... was. What I was trying to say with, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm gonna definitely get you back to that thing. What I was trying to say was with the Forbidden Door. There was the potential, but they did not put best friends with chaos for no reason, just because Rocky Murray right. was a part of it. And yeah, they brought Ishii in. They brought Suzuki
3: in for crying out loud.
4: Yeah, Suzuki, yes. That chaos, who's the leader of chaos right now?
0: The new Japan world champion, won Kazuchika Okada.
4: Exactly. And that's why I thought yeah. before on then. I mean, clearly with Breeze Break coming up, this is going to be the this looks like this is going to be the end or, or a hold on Cassidy and Cole's feud. But I feel yeah. sooner or later they're going to build again with the best friends. They are building to bring possibly maybe tease Okada to show up at AEW. At AEW
0: for and either do them or for a Dynamite yeah, or a Rampage show. And I think there's still an unfinished story between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, you know, That's exactly where I was going, yeah. Yeah.
2: You finally bring it to the States and onto a really big stage.
0: Dude. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, the, it's, this, as in, someone who's watched New Japan for all these years as well, it's just so exciting to have these, all, all these companies working together. But, Ooh, yeah. You know what?
3: I just thought of a really cool dream match that we could put together now, especially now that uh, Brody King is oh, yeah. uh, involved <laughs> in AEW.
2: Yeah. Let's just not talk to Jim Cornette about Brody King, though.
1: Yeah. No, no, no.
3: <laughs> but, th- picture this, if you will. The kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King, versus the Gorillas of Destiny.
1: Oh, okay,
3: So I'm not much into New
2: Japan. Can you please tell me who the Gorillas of Destiny? Uh, Tamatanga and Tonga Loa. They're Tangaloa's
0: Haku's kids. kids. They're Haku's Bring it. kids. Yes, please yeah. sign yeah. it. Haku's <laughs> kids, kids. Come on. Yeah, Haku's kids are all stars in Japan. Uh, the oh, they're all the Bullet Club. I know who they are Hawke's, because I remember Haku's kids are something. all Bullet
1: Club.
4: What? What? Yeah, they're always sending me pre- the dead president style face paint yeah. when yeah. they wrestle. Okay, now, yeah. okay, I know who they are. I didn't know they were Haku's kids.
0: They yeah. are, in fact. Yeah. 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 One of a bitch.
3: <laughs> yeah. Heck, you might as well throw in uh the Good Brothers and uh the briscoes while you're at it.
0: Hey, yeah, I mean, I'm still surprised day, we though. haven't seen the Briscoes yet in, in a oh, – um, I they're doing something with like GCW, while, I think. Yeah, and, well, and, and their their rumor is they're going to answer – yeah, their rumor is the FTR is going to answer the Briscoes Open Challenge at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, they I did
4: tease them at that. Final Battle, though, FTR and Briscoe, so I definitely think that's going to happen, Dagan.
2: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. The only way I would love that is if we got the Good Brothers of old, not the current Good Brothers. I hate it. <laughs> Give me the Anderson and Gallows that debuted in, at WWE. The guys who had that kind of momentum in the world. In yeah, the wrestling. you need those guys yeah. back.
0: Yeah, I mean they're the but, Impact Tag Champs, but yeah, yeah, but the, yeah. They, they fit the <laughs> role.
4: They, they fit the role they had being a part of with the new with the, the, the Super Elite because Kenny yeah, with exactly. John Charles. They fit it's, that role. They're
2: all acting like annoying cash yeah. fans. Yeah, but it's just something about them though. I don't know. It's like yeah. it's because I guess they're going the extra limit with their attire. It's yeah. like you guys are trying too hard.
0: Yeah, fair uh, spe- speaking of douchebags uh we had Ethan Page kicking off uh, rampage <laughs> oh, uh, taking, uh, nice segue. he is uh, <laughs> he's one of the, yeah I have said he's one of the more obnoxious uh, wrestlers that we have uh, yeah. on the roster to, but you know he's doing his job as an effective deal but uh, mm-hmm. great great match with John Moxley here to start off yep, and great yeah, first match back, back. I was ready to give this match of the week until we had uh, uh, the next match here that we'll talk about. But yeah, this was this was great. Uh, what a way to welcome yeah. Moxley back to the ring and a Dude, perfect, I think, great. opponent to put him in there. Yeah, he he looks like he's in great shape. Yeah, uh, like he's, said, yeah. he's healthy. Uh, yeah, I, I have that a lot. Yeah, yeah, he he really has. Yeah. It's it's awesome to see. I thought I had a, a graphic here. Uh, to pull yeah. out, so. somebody
2: in a wrestling group um i'm in i up, uh shared a, a Moxley before he left and moxley now and you're like holy shit like know, it's, it's really like it's shit.
4: literally night and day like mm-hmm. i swear when moxley showed back when he showed up at dynamite and i see the way he looks, i'm going seriously did he just get in touch with the fountain of youth or yeah. did he get into a time yeah. travel <laughs> his hair on five yeah. years Yes, also,
3: at least from the the outset, the jacket he was wearing made it look like he raided Chris Jericho's wardrobe. <laughs> <and his dad's- laughs>
4: That's true. Yeah, Moxley looked like the way he was when he was uh, part of the NXT roster. Uh, not too much. I mean, he's still a little Jack, but he was yeah. he he was much more slimmer. Along in a mm. few regions of his, like he was he slimmed down a little bit, but still maintained that muscular of fig- uh, Yeah, uh, figure he has.
2: No, and I like this
4: match. It was very competitive, though. It wasn't treated as if Moxley's gonna come back, beat the shit out of Paige, and then finish off. No, Paige came in to fight, and I love the back and forth between them, like teasing that ego's edge with Paige, seeing mm-hmm. Moxley find ways to use his uh ah. just to outsmart or out or out fit page. It was fantastic.
0: You okay, so, so 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 I had a I did have a graphic that I was gonna show, but oh oh here it is. Put it on, over. Okay. Like. Okay, there it is. Yeah, look at that. So, StreamYard StreamYard looks like it uh, went through an update recently, so that's why I was having a problem. You can see it uh, looks like
3: he definitely has lost a lot of, like, yeah, he's definitely trimmed down quite a bit. That's why I
4: say he definitely looks much more slower when you see, like, along his cheek, along his cheekbone, his jawline. And, like I said, his hairline grew back magically.
1: Yeah. Well,
4: stress is one of the causes of yeah. hair of uh, you know your hair. Yeah, pretty
1: much
2: one Hell if that's the case, I'm, I'm screwed. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one of the things I was impressed with, there was a spot where Paige hit him with a forearm and um, Moxley fell back, but he rolled through and so fluidly rolled between the first and second rope onto the ground. I was like, oh, How yes. do you do that? He didn't even touch the rope. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, yeah,
3: it's kind of similar when you know they do that the, the ring post spot with Darby when he just flips through the ring post and just lands on the ground. I'm like, yeah. how do you do that and not break your freaking neck? Yeah,
2: for real. Like, what yeah. magic is this, and can you teach me that
1: magic right. exactly?
2: Like, what dog <laughs> sorcery is this? And is there Vestal Virgins involved? Hopefully, I don't have to drink the blood of children. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Did you just sacrifice five of your bones just so you have every
0: sense of flexibility in your body? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um. But speaking of great matches, uh, the, the next match on the show we had Trent taking on Nick Jackson. As we great said, was originally supposed to be Young Bucks uh, versus Raponky Vice, but instead we got Nick Jackson, who as a singles wrestler, he, he, it's one of those hidden gems that every time he puts on one of these matches, it's like a fucking five star match. This well, is match is no exception. W singles match. Uh yeah. No, I think he's at a he, – I, no, I said it
2: was it. the first singles match meeting between – Oh, Nick okay, okay. Brent. They've yeah. met
3: yeah. a bunch of times in tag matches, but it was the yeah. first yeah. singles meeting yeah. Ever Man, ever, this between match between is –
2: And the States. This match and was, let's was forget, so there great. Some, there were some storytelling, too, that happened in the beginning because the best friends walked out, gave the knuckles yes. to everybody but Wheeler Yuta.
3: Yep, I'm going to say that's the <laughs> being the elite, yeah. So that,
4: he's gone, uh, as I still follows BTE. I I know exactly where that story is from, but it, even then, I still love oh. the fact that they, they put it on rampage.
2: <laughs> okay, because yeah. I'm like, okay, so this so I'm like, okay, I can see him reforming uh, Parangi Vice for full time. Parangi Vice, like, yeah. Perangi, but
4: I see, yeah. But I do like that little little bit of storytelling there because yeah. throughout most of Will Uter's t- with Yuta's time, they've always said he's just you know he's a uh, he's. Plus Cassie's junior, like, protege. And I yeah. see you, and he's always trying to earn everyone's respect. And, of course, everyone out there, if you follow BTE, they had this bit to where Yuta was pretending to be Trent to, to mess with Rocky Romero. So yeah. when Trent came back, every there's this constant bit with the best friends where Yuta's always getting choked out. It's always like this. Oh, right. it's always like them, tri- them,
0: like watching, rewatching his mastery, mastery gets squashed or something, yes. and, and they're they're trying to critique it, and it's like it's just like. Gets to the point where just all right, uh Chris, you just just do it, and then she just yeah. like puts him in a chokehold. Nice. Yeah. They pass it's out. Yeah. It's like a
3: similar running gag to how Anna Jay always beats on Stu Grayson. Okay. Yeah,
2: oh, like, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I
2: love that AEW doing this, but could you imagine if WWE unclenched and let their guys do this? Like, think of all the stuff, cool stuff we'd be getting with guys like the New Day and, and whatnot. Like, yeah, but dude,
1: oh, you know, like, if they didn't drop the ball it. on
2: it. Brazango would have been one. That's of, exactly <laughs> what I
1: was going to bring
2: up. Yeah. A perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> Fire them while they're airing, like, the 50 greatest tag teams of all time on the network.
0: Probably. <laughs> <Yeah, absolutely. laughs>
4: like, yes. if they really did not sabotage and drop the ball on Brazango, not only would the Fashion Files have been the most over uh, skit on SmackDown, having them as tag champions would have been v- so fun to watch them do this stuff. They That's why when they were great. on NXT. They, they got to be characters and still wrestle. <sighs> like, imagine
3: how much bigger Up, Up, Down, Down would be if they just didn't fire freaking Tyler Breeze and Adam Cole. like yeah. If Adam Cole yeah. and Tyler Breeze were still there, like, those guys were holding together up, up, down, down for awesome. the longest time. Like, yeah. all the UNO games. Like, I yeah, love- like, bye-bye, left, left, right, left, right,
4: left, right. Jesus. Yeah,
3: left, right, <laughs> left, right, all this stuff. And now look how very little is being done with up, up, down, down because Xavier yeah. Woods is so pissed about
2: this. That's because WWE,
0: yeah, like- under. Understandably-
2: like, they're supposed to be independent yeah. contractors, guys. But do yeah. you want to do these other things like Twitch to connect with your fan base? Maybe bring in yeah. some new fans? Like, like it's free marketing. Here. Yeah. It's literally yeah. free marketing. So, what if they make a little yeah. money on the side? You get free publicity, you freaking a-holes. You them yeah. independent oh, contractors yourselves. Define the fucking turn then if, that's a, if you want to own everything or change um, it.
4: I, I hate to interrupt here, but I was just like just going across, just trying to find some stuff on Up Down Down, or at least on David Wisby part G4. And I came across Inside the Ropes just Twitter, and they just did this little, they announced their winner of the most improved wrestler of 2021, Ty Conte. Yeah.
0: It's true. She's, She's a good true. pick. Yeah. She's been great. Yeah. She's Has it like double. an actual improved uh, huh? wrestling, like in ring? I would say for sure. I would yeah. put her you're to right, the top yes. of the list. In terms you're you're of like a, a wrestler, there's like a wrestler who had a comeback year. I mean, it's Matt Cardona. I mean, yeah. of course. There's yeah. no no argument.
2: Reinvention. Matt Cardona oh, yeah. is is giving MDF a run for his money, is my favorite right now. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: if we were to have a an award for greatest new wrestling star, Hook
1: is yeah. my guy. Look, dude. This fucking kid like, is bring like Dustin star. the but-
0: my God, here he is destroying Serpenico on this uh, on this rampage, which really should have been the main event. Like, um, he takes not even out of his hands and he yeah. just destroys him. <laughs> God, I love this kid so much. He's just so over already. I mean, this was like, I mean, he just gets more and more. The crowd seems like builds and builds every time he goes out there. And, like, this is just, it, they were in a smaller building for these shows. It's like 3,500-seat arena mm-hmm. uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, so maybe you can hear the crowd a little bit more, but man, this, this kid just, he is going to be the biggest fucking thing in pro wrestling for years to come. Favorite thing,
2: the, favorite thing from this hook segment though, was with QT Marshall on the top and he gave him the overhead, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then
0: good. he walked
2: over him and left. Yep. Like, just, that's yep. a baller, really.
3: Overhead, belly to belly throw, yep. and then it's just like, I I can't even be bothered with you anymore. You're, You're out mean, of my right. way. he's
2: dad's moves so beautifully. I love God. the yeah. oh,
4: good. how he's able to just see. do the suplexes, like you see him pop the hip, but then the, the arch and how he yeah.
1: does it it is just so oh, yeah so
2: The
4: form so is just
1: on point. When, but yeah.
2: you look at Taz, Taz had the scene, it was exactly like that. Like he delivered them beautifully with his stance and, and all that stuff. So he had to have taught Hook how to do that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Can
3: you imagine yeah. okay. So again, fantasy booking moment here. Hook yeah. goes on his run, and then eventually uh, all out or double or nothing at some point, Hook versus Samoa Joe. Somebody who formerly oh had an association God. with Taz and TNA. <laughs> it's like, you really want to see how bad you are? Step in the ring with me, boy.
0: Wow. Yeah, that would be something. Okay, guys, I, think... I just
4: came across another article. I don't know if it's true or okay. not, but it's shared through uh, Inside the ropes from, like, this uh, – uh, uh, Magazine called the overtimer, and it's pretty much the same. Leo Rush is just officially he's done with AEW. Yeah, like, he's officially. Well, I mean, the, he his... put
3: when he's starting accepting new bookings. Like his contract runs through Valentine's Day, but then after yeah.
4: that, yeah, I'm I, not saying it's that, breaking news. Or so it was just like,
2: I
0: wanted to get see a confirmation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Will, will you miss him? I mean, I won't. Like I mean, I enjoyed watching them. Don't get me wrong. Look,
0: but I, mean, I think there's there's some signings that AEW's made that are like amazing, massive signings. Brian yeah. Danielson, CM Punk, you know, the list goes on and on. And Thunder then I think Rosa, there, are, I mean, being one of my favorites. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. and then I think there are some that kind of are are just like, oh, really? All right, fine. Let's you know, let's kind of see. And I think one of those for me was Leo Rush. He, he's a great worker. Don't get me wrong. He's high, amazing, high flyer, and everything. But. Kind of like, I don't know if he was really the, felt like the right fit for AEW. Uh, another one that I, I would throw in there, like Tony Nice. Like some of these signings are yeah. just a, kind of a little bit odd. Like, I don't know, like if, if, well, uh, if yeah. I'm
3: sorry. Well, to be fair, in regards to Tony niece I don't know that he's officially signed an actual contract with AEW. A- and, so. well, like and he's just like doing a couple of dates. I don't know that he's actually. Under contract with the company,
2: so. now like Bobby Fish felt like that for me at first, but because I only know Bobby Fish from WWE, like i right. yeah, because I, I just don't I mean, don't it,
0: know. it all make sense, sense when they got the exactly. whole fucking undisputed era, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you said, like, yeah.
2: I'd never seen that version of his character, so I didn't quite know how to take it, but yeah, when they brought when when um, O'Reilly came over, I'm like, oh, now I'm now I'm excited <laughs> because you're gonna see them the stuff we saw in WWE, but with no handcuffs.
1: Yeah. but I will he's say a I
4: was excited seeing Fish on AEW because I felt he was one. I mean, he kept he kept having injury scares with uh, mm-hmm. William Park NXT so much. So when I started seeing Strong and Kyle stand out, I'm like, no, Fish. There's something about Fish. They keep saying former, like he's he's he has MMA training. He's yeah. a tag team specialist with with Kyle O'Reilly, and also I think he's a he was he did bring a championship down a singles championship at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I knew like. You just I give believe him at yeah.
1: one point.
4: Yeah, I'm just saying, you just yeah. give him a match and a certain opponent for him to work against, he can come up as one of the most brutal SOBs you've ever seen. And I like that during his early time in AEW to where you see him wrestling against guys like Lee Moriarty. One
2: time Ring of Honor World Television Champion.
4: Yep. Yeah. Television champion. Yeah, there you go. But uh, even then, a singles championship under his waist, So you so he can, so he so there is proof that he can, you know, work outside of the tag team division and Mm -hmm. i do like with bobby fish like yeah he when he was he was wrestling by himself then they added the uh then they brought the association with adam cole in there to where he back up cole and the bucks and now with kylo o'reilly here you get red dragon back you get this nice pull apart between cole and the bucks to where when kenny omega does come back we will get that potential elite versus
2: undisputed era Mm -hmm. or whatever they want to name this new faction
4: me and And uh
0: me um, and Soda, yeah. Uh, it's uh, They actually
2: they did call a trademark, and I just can't remember what the heck it was.
0: Yeah, um, I don't either. You'd have to look it up. But, yeah, me, me and Soda did a, a fantasy booking thing oh, yeah. uh, here at one point. We were like, maybe this is, this is not until, like, 2023, But
1: Paragon. You
0: know, Paragon. Paragon, thank Paragon. you. Paragon. But you would I mean? have the Paragon, which is the three members of Undisputed Era, Let's say they sign Johnny Gargano. Let's say they also sign Tommaso Ciampa. You have NXT 1.0 versus the elite, the reunited elite of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and Cody Rhodes in, red, a blood, in a blood and guts match. Rose
2: for real. For yeah. real. Yeah, in a blood and guts.
0: Crazy. The fucking match that Undisputed Era was so, such huge stars in for WWE war games and everything. You
2: need to get this to Tony Khan.
0: Yeah. I tell you this.
3: And I just – I literally just thought of this because, again, we're talking about factions and this, this and that. I'm thinking of a couple of people who I think would make an interesting addition to the House of Black. oh okay. I'm curious what you guys might think about this because these two guys were big in NXT.
2: And then oh, they going going
3: shit it. all over on main roster television.
2: The Wait. original, the originals. I know you're going with this. What would you guys think of the ascension <laughs> joining the House of Black? I Connor think, and Victor. I think,
0: whoa, that's I an
2: interesting great.
0: pick. Yeah, I do like that because, because those, those guys are. Really go over again, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that I think they're still free agents, so they could easily. Get I them believe they are. Quick. Yeah. Sorry, right, Go ahead, right. I was going to actually say to the free agents that I do like the idea of me
4: building on this fancy booking instead, like not being them signed, but having them become like uh, hired guns for the House of Black. And then, yeah, yeah, because tying into Brizongo, what other tag team got like a great resurgence or at least great got brought back to relevancy during the fashion files? The fucking Ascension. I mean, they were great comedy comedy side pieces to Brazango. And then, of course, once they got canceled, they got pushed back into the ether. Having them come back and then giving them the opportunity after a couple of squashes, then they can just unload, take their shots at WWE and how they were one of the top, they were the top of the food chain, and then all of a sudden a couple of old-timers, and then they get a couple of old-timers to call them boring or they're useless. They make us bully senior citizens instead of dominate wrestlers like they should have been doing. I
0: mean – I would love to to see them in some of those –
3: BTE. Uh, oh, as
1: well. oh, yeah. That'll be fun. But yeah, no, like, that's I can I mean, almost
3: picture it. I could almost picture it. Like, have AEW bring in Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express again, like they did before. Have those guys debut and have them absolutely lay those two mm-hmm. out and have them say, Hey, we just beat up a couple of old timers. Is it funny yet? Mm-hmm. Are you having fun yet? And then just let them really just lay into everybody.
0: We had, we had a comment about that earlier that I meant to pull up. Uh, Vermont Mike saying, uh, FTR has to get passed through the Rock and Roll Express tonight. Yes, we are getting that match. Uh-huh. I think that's Northeast Wrestling that's happened. There's a few indie shows. That I love that, that FTR I, is I saying
2: say, um I meant, uh, Ricky
0: Morton
3: and Robert were actually on the last
2: uh, Jericho Coors as well.
3: Nice. Um, that's what yeah.
2: I want to talk to is Ricky Morton and has Wait, ask him, how, how the, great, hell the hell how are you still wrestling like that? Dude, I
3: met him. I met him at that fanboy uh, comic con thing here in yeah. uh, here in Tennessee, and because he's got a, a school of I think about an hour and a half or so yeah. up the road or something like that, and he just super cool sat and just chatted with me a little bit, put his Hall of Fame ring on me as I took a picture with him.
2: Super cool, dude. That's cool. Nice. Awesome yeah, nice. I've been how? going back and revisiting a lot of Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express dude, stuff lately. i really, so good. Really yeah, it. they're that's legends. What makes, that's why it makes sense for FTR because I love how they're they're kind of like the spiritual successor to the Minette Express, if I'm being honest. Right down to the entrance music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right down to the entrance music. I love that they embraced it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, All right, last couple things to talk about here. We had our main event on Rampage. It was Jade Cargill uh, versus Anna Jay, which uh, I think a lot of people were worried about going in. They thought it was going to be bad and that these two ladies are green, and I thought this was actually Mm -hmm. not a bad match. Mm -hmm. A couple spots that were a little rough, but, you know, you kind of expect that with two ladies who don't have you know, maybe as much experience, but um, yeah, I thought this was a fine uh, main event, and I, I it's great to see Jade get mm-hmm. more of these kinds of kinds of matches under her belt because it just adds your experience and and everything. So um, yeah, good way to think close out uh, rampage, and you know, I'll, I'll I'll let you guys chime in on any thoughts you have, but I I was thinking a good way uh, to 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 maybe beat Jade Cargill is to bring in somebody like Tony Storm. I yeah. feel like Tony Storm could be the one to eventually. Uh, beat her for that belt. But I like have giving her a run, like a nice
1: solid, undefeated run. I just love the that's bit where him,
2: her and John Silver were going, I'm yeah. oh, oh, so good.
1: Yeah. Johnny <laughs> hungry. Oh, was so so good. A
2: huge <laughs> Silverman fan. Dude, dude, dude. John Silver is so good. Like oh, and that's yeah. the
3: thing. Oh man, could you imagine if both uh Tyler Breeze, um uh, I would say whatever ring name he's he's under normally and uh yeah I gonna say and and Fendango if they Ended up going to uh, AEW. Could you imagine the BTE bits we'd get between Silver and Reynolds and those two?
0: Oh my god!
3: Comedy gold. You <laughs> know, I think I, I agree. Like I, you're right. There were a couple of points in this match where it was just like you know, a little clunky here and there, but. You know, Jay, I I know a lot of people weren't looking forward to Jade being given the TBS championship. Personally, I didn't have an issue with it because obviously Agreed. we know she's in this for the long haul. We knew they were setting her up for big things when they put her with Shaq to go against Cody and Red Velvet in the beginning. Yeah, The key, even if she is still pretty green, the, the key with her right now is going to be putting her against actual ring generals, you know, that can build her to a good match, help her grow as a champion, help to, you know, again, carry her at least at first until she's confident enough to carry herself and somebody else. So if you ask me, this is the time to really bust open again, that forbidden door. If you ask me, because granted, you've got Thunder Rosa, you've got Britt Baker, you've got a handful of other women in that locker room who could do this. But could you imagine if we saw, like you said, Tony storm come in, because we know Tony can carry a match. Oh yeah. If we had Mickey James come in, mm-hmm. if we had ODB come in for a spell,
2: that would be a good one. If we had, um, who else was I thinking of? Uh, Jordan oh, Grace, no. medusa she got yeah. another match in her, so that'd be a cool one to bring out.
0: Jordan Grace mm-hmm. is somebody I've been wanting to see have matches in AEW for a while. Now. Well, again, you so remember great. she was in She was at All Out,
3: like the spiritual beginning yeah. to AEW, and she yeah, she, she was great yeah. there. You know, she's, she's
0: pretty. Another, um, She's pretty loyal to Impact, though. I think she's got a mm. pretty good working relationship. You're with right.
3: You're I'm absolutely good. right. But again, but if just got if that good good. working relationship, yeah. even if it's just a one-off, I think it would be worth a program there. Yeah. Um, and Then again, and this is me again, just going into fantasy booking again. But could you imagine if, again, let's say Sammy Guevara gets the TNT title back at some point. Yeah. This is another name that I think would be really good. Again, even for just a one-off in AEW, Sammy Guevara defends the TNT Championship
4: against Flip Gordon. Oh. I've been waiting to see if he was going to ever make a reappearance back in AEW. Yeah, like, especially with... Could be now with
0: all the ROH stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, now
4: would be the time. And could you imagine, like, bring him in
3: for the face of the Revolution ladder match, do, like, bring him in as the Joker in a uh, Casino Battle Royal or something like that. There's, again, we are spoiled rotten as wrestling fans today because there is so much out there. There are so many options for these people to go and ply their trade. And ultimately, especially when the cuffs are off and they're not, you know, shackled down in, you know, Vince's house of big sweaty men, they <laughs> actually get the opportunity to show what they can do. And ultimately the people who win from
0: all of that is us, the wrestling yep. fans. Yeah, absolutely. could have put it better right. myself. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ryan, you have any other thoughts?
4: No, I was going to say if it was handled right, then yeah, something like, bringing in some ROH talent could definitely uh I won't it it will bring like a good boost of morale, I think honestly to some of the AEW wrestlers. Cause even well, last year the, their- I was gonna say bring
3: the kingdom in for a cup of coffee against like Jurassic Express or the Elite or something like that.
4: Well actually I wanna get of- Jeff uh-huh. Cobb to come back for a couple of show appearances like they did a- last
2: no, I, I want to because we're talking about Ring of Honor going to AEW or whatever. We have you. I probably have heard the rumors about people going through the door and being in the Royal Rumble. Could you see any Ring of Honor guys being in there as a one-off? Um, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I could see. Maybe I don't know.
3: Uh, Maria and Mike Kanellis in there for a one-off, maybe. Mm. I mean, again, I don't just know about those JJ. two. Again, for for nothing more than a payday. I don't think they'd do it for if there was any. If it was a They're one, gun, just one-time payday, maybe. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Long-term, I don't think so.
0: No, yeah. um, I would have said somebody like PCL, but I know he just signed with Impact. So yeah, yeah. There, uh, um, there might be somebody um, from Impact that Gresham, shows up.
3: there. Gresham, maybe. Um,
4: uh, maybe Charlie Haas, though, because Haas, Haas, yeah, yeah he a WWE did legend, did Charlie Haas, has, yeah, he just does.
0: get injured. That's a good. Uh, he he. No, did he, he's gonna have a match against uh, Josh Alexander. Teased in okay, we, we, this we're gonna this is a good segue though because we're gonna talk yeah. about our match moment of the week and one of my honorable mentions yeah. was Charlie Haas versus Josh Alexander that aired on this week's episode of Impact. I think the injury might have happened later. It was edited out or something. But okay, yeah. I don't think it be too serious. Here. Yeah, I don't think it was serious enough that he was going to be out for too long, That's but good. yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. Sorry, I yeah, already got injury.
4: It what, Hearing that injury, like what Charles Hoss, seeing that promo he had against Alexander, it's kind of like leaves <laughs> a bad taste in my mouth hearing that, seeing how good that match
1: was. Mm-hmm. That
0: match was great, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, I I guess guess you guys watched Impact as well this week, but uh, yeah, we did have that in the, in the main event, and that match was really good. It was like, as I said, my honorable mention for match of the
2: week. Two great technical wrestlers, those two.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean and, and Canadians as well there. Yeah. Sorry about of great least. Canadian. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> I yeah. Say, match of the week for me, gotta be that that tag match on Dynamite between Sting and Darby and the acclaimed. Great match. Great moment for Sting. Um as far as moment of the week I'd have to say it's probably it would probably be a tie between that Mox promo and uh the the whole thing between CM Punk and MJF and you know the the Sean Spears thing because that was a good moment. Like mm. quick, easy victory. MJF tries to sneak in the back door. Punk tries to let him have it. MJF ducks, obviously, but it's a good, solid build for what we know is eventually coming.
0: Definitely. Uh Ryan, what do you got for your match in the middle of the week? I mean, I've already said I
4: think I teased it and I pretty much say yeah, that. But a tag match with Sting and Darby Allen, that's one of my most, But it's also I mean my match of the week, but it's also tied with Josh, Josh Alexander and Charlie Haas because I, I check into Impact every now and every uh, not every week but every every whenever I get saw. the opportunity to and seeing the Ring of Honor wrestlers appear on Impact during one of the pay-per-views was great knowing what Impact is doing with their knockouts division still keeps me invested and just seeing how Josh Alexander he went from what, being ex division champ only holding the world title once and losing it to Moose but then how he bounces back by having a great match against Charlie Haas so that shows Josh Alexander has a great career like a future and impact
2: if he chooses to stay that match is free on YouTube to watch so I know what I'm doing tonight Alexander
0: There we Hall. go.
2: Yeah. Nice. Uh my moment of the week um
4: I don't it, Honestly, um, look, I didn't give my thoughts on Jade versus Anna because, honestly, I'm not still 100% sold on Jade. I'm, like, at 30% on okay. her character. I think she – it's not a wrestling. I think she needs more work on her character to sell me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with them booking her undefeated. The match, I was into it until the last couple – until at the last five seconds when she gets that. She pins after Anna brutalizes her. She – she she celebrates as if she just she she, as she knows sells it, which that took a little way of the mystique from me. But still, just more work on her character, polish that off. I could see Jade maybe working to maybe 30, 35 wins as T maybe 30 or 35 wins undefeated as TBS champion.
0: I was thinking something around there as well. Yeah. But well, a
4: moment I will say Johnny Hungy. It is Johnny Hungy. He is a moment of the week. He, it's just him yes. alone. Not just that with Ann <laughs> also, just like a dynamite, he's just there, just flexing it like wow. right where Anna's just like that. Like, that's the brother you him.
2: want to hang around with.
4: Yeah. And I like love also, it. Uh, Max Caster's rap. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good too. That nice, that thing was at pretty WWE great. Where he's uh, where WWE made that comment towards the Ty J versus Bunny and Alley match. I love how he used it right against
2: them. <laughs> yeah, WWE has no ground to. To get no, that
0: they've got no right to throw no. stones ever. No,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so,
0: Soda, you also had yeah. to... The... I know the yeah. go thing
3: is, uh, is people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I, I, I like to throw that one around, uh, but uh, I like to switch it up a little bit. People who live in glass houses should shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, yeah I <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I love it. Soda, you also had the tag matches med- tag your... Yeah, exactly. so it was
2: it was mine and my moment of the week was Sting jumping off the stage to the table because there is no way a sixty-two-year-old nice. man should be doing she that. Not right. Um, but no, it's just because they they AEW is treating Sting with the reverence he deserves, which you know, WWE yeah, it could have gone better. This is the Sting we should have gotten back then. The one mm-hmm. treated with reverence, the one who wins in the match just no sells stuff. And that's what we got. We got Sting from 25 years ago, and that's what I liked about it. It's the dude went by himself against the acclaimed for how long? I mean, plus like minutes, eight yeah.
0: minutes or a something. Little, yeah, like
2: dude. That's so that's why that's why it's 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 that for me because not only was it a great match, but it also was the nice nostalgia trip for me to see Sting yeah. like that again.
0: Yeah, that, that was, was, was pretty great. That was nearly my match of the week, Um, mm-hmm. but I, I did have. Actually, Nick Jackson versus that's a great uh, match. This uh, is a yeah, good pick, uh,
1: solid pick.
0: Yeah, Nick Jackson yeah. versus a, uh, uh Trent. Trent, yeah, okay. that's
4: also like it's like if you top one, <laughs> one 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 A one B
0: one C like that. Like there's a lot of good matches
2: this week.
4: Three
0: great matches, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but, and there's if, one thing we
2: didn't we didn't bring up is on SmackDown last night they literally used the name Mox twice.
1: Yeah, yeah, wow. Is. <laughs>
3: Dean yeah. yeah. so, uh, uh, Ambrose. Saying, uh, Rollins says something to,
2: to Roman about how me yeah. and Mox are holding you up in the yeah. shield. He's
1: saying, you wow.
2: are doing for you what me and Mox used to do to you." And then later on in the night, I haven't heard this one yet, but Pat McAfee gave Mox a shout out as well. So that's
0: pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Not, crazy. Yeah. not as Dean Ambrose. Not as Dean Ambrose. Not as Dean Ambrose. As Mox. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, good stuff. Hey guys, thanks so much for for joining us again here today. We've been going for nearly two or just over two hours. Uh, that's as is the case when we have guests on the show usually we like to to ramble yep. and everything and and talk about wrestling but you know it's what we, we as fans want want to talk about it. you know it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of a lot of fun exciting stuff happening right now in the world of professional wrestling um, and I appreciate y'all tuning in I'm sure a lot of you off watching football or recovering from uh 24 hour streams or, or whatever it may be so you might be watching this on replay if that is the case uh, on YouTube if you're watching this, Make sure to hit like and subscribe to the Let's Get Ready Network. We always appreciate your support. Uh, And uh, if you're live on Twitch or watching this on Twitch in the replay, uh, make sure to give us a follow if you haven't already. And if you can subscribe, we always appreciate the few extra bucks there as well. And that also gets access to uh, our Discord uh, as well. Uh, So if you do that, that gets you access to the Discord. If you join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LGR Network, that also gets access to the Discord. You can go in there and yell, uh, at me about wrestling or, or Schmodown or movies or whatever it is that you want. But, uh, yeah, if you guys ha- have any, uh, any final thoughts or anything you'd like to plug uh, here today, no. our, 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 two special guests, uh, uh, take it away. It's great to see you again. And, and we appreciate you joining the show.
3: Always happy to be on. Um, but yeah, we will go ahead. Um, we do have, uh, our own podcast, of course, the wrestling ramblings and rages podcast, Go ahead and subscribe to that if you will. Again, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, all of that good stuff. Uh, we will also be doing a live reaction and watch along to the Royal Rumble next weekend. Nice. So uh, you guys, actually, I would like to take this opportunity, since you guys have been so kind to have us on your show, not once but twice, I would like to invite you guys to join us for that live watch along of the Royal Rumble. Just a fun little time just to hang out, talk wrestling, see what goes on, and give our thoughts on the night.
2: So
1: if you guys I, I are for it. I would love to have you guys on there. I would Absolutely, if-
0: I, I think I might take you up on that offer. That's like I'll have fun. to in
2: out on that because I'm producing a show during the Rumble, sadly. Uh, but yeah, I, I will, good. I will join you when I can. I will. Don't worry. I'll have the Rumble on in my second screen. Don't you? Worry, well, of course. It's
0: very rare when you're not producing a show, though. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of times with this guy here uh, below me, Mister Ryan Payne. Uh, mm-hmm. over on the, the Schmodown, uh not Schmodown, uh, over on the uh, northern the north. of the north no it's the northern entertainment, northern entertainment group uh, yeah there you, go. Uh, <laughs> you guys you guys got any shows or anything you got got going on uh, coming up there uh, i think there's one tonight right no no, uh, no tomorrow uh, tomorrow i I'm forgetting what day it is yeah
4: no, I, don't thought, worry. I kept thinking yeah, yeah, it's tomorrow Sunday. yeah don't worry yeah tomorrow on northern entertainment group where you find dagan myself and soda there is go uh Sunday night, I believe, uh, eight Eastern or uh, no, seven Eastern at Northern Unwind.
2: I'm trying to remember the time. that
0: one, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's uh, six o'clock Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern. <laughs>
4: there we go, awesome. And yeah, you can watch,
0: yeah, go ahead.
4: Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, go other than that show, go on to Northern Entertainment Group. We, we have a whole uh, variety of shows out there mm-hmm. if you're just fans of. Watching, if if you're just fans of like movie or entertainment news, uh, we also have
2: a show where if you're a big Doctor Who fan uh, called The Mm -hmm. Greatest Show in the Galaxy, you can watch that. That one, that is actually, I want to say that is actually changing times. Instead of Monday at noon now, it's going to be dropping. uh, What day is that? I believe Tuesdays at uh, 7 Pacific. Okay. And
4: also, I know with Let's Get Ready, you guys are also big. You also do shows covering the movie trivia, Schmodown. We also have shows on Northern Entertainment Group about that also touch on the new movie, movie trivia, Schmodown. One most recently today, which was uh, Schmoda Analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check that episode out where uh, I believe Double D and Jess, they looked at previous stats of uh, – can't remember what division it was. I didn't check the episode. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, so uh, you could see my ass popping in and out of that episode because I also produced that show. But uh, today it was the great. Was it the closest triple threat matches in Shmodown history? So it was um, Roca, Merle, Bateman, the title match. It was Andrico, Janine, and Stacy Howard, and the third match was Merle, Viviani, and the kid. Nice. Yes. Nice. So
4: they give us stats there, and then also, I have a show uh called Mount Schmodown. It's been on a break for a while. We're mainly get, we're gonna start things back up most likely after the uh, like a month before the Schmodown season starts. So, myself and my co host Ben Rayner, we're taking our time, we're re uh, reformatting, rebuilding our show. So, when we start kicking back up again, we're gonna just be like a uh, freaking freight train where we're just gonna be hitting show up. We episode after episode after episode, but yeah. YouTube channel, Northern Entertainment Group. Just go there. You don't uh, like our video. Subscribe to the channel so you can stay up to date for all of the content that we are giving you. And, of course, to reiterate, our podcast that James and I have, Wrestling, Ramblings, and Rages podcast. Uh, available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Podbean, Breaker, we're gonna try to get we're gonna try to get more new episodes coming up soon. But until then, just go on, subscribe, listen to our previous episodes, and heck, I'll leave a comment as well because we would love to get some feedback. Maybe even try to do new ideas for episodes as well. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Matter of nice. fact, I can go ahead and give you a couple of quick recommendations on that. The last two episodes that we uploaded. The first was our personal top five lists of the worst things that happened in wrestling in the year 2021. The one before that was our predictions punishments uh, catch up where everybody had to do a little something because they yes. lost the predictions contest. Ryan, let um, me know
1: about that. Myself <laughs> and our
3: third, uh, our third, our uh, third competitor, uh, Brenton McPherson. Uh, we had to, I had to do a wrestler karaoke. I had to sing Steven Regal's real man's man. He had to sing the American males theme song, which was fun. Uh, Ryan over here. Yeah, Had to do wrestling trivia bean boozled Wherever he got an answer wrong He had to spin the wheel and eat one of those bean boozled jelly beans Ooh. And then to
1: finish off
2: the night yep. He, he had was to telling us about it was happening. Like, and
1: hey, I didn't finish the chance, box
4: right? <laughs> I didn't finish the box So I still have those beans yep. <laughs> And then to finish off
3: the night He had to suffer through the toe of Satan challenge
1: which, Oh, Yeah
4: was
0: right, Woo
1: yeah, I i am not
0: gonna
4: right say—I'm not gonna say it threw up, but you can literally see me like feeling like the—it's almost as if if there was an animation of you just seeing the redness that was happening within my throat and within my mouth, just holding the toe of Satan. Jeez. <laughs>
3: Oof. I mean, we spin a wheel all the time for our predictions to figure out what the punishment's gonna be. Uh, he still owes one, and actually, he's either gonna have to do this for the Royal Rumble or the Revolution
2: Watch along. He has to dress like Coco Beware.
1: Yes. That's a lot of oh. Scovels.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, a lollipop here. They made a, health, they made a, made a lollipop. Nine million Scovels. Yeah. And it doesn't I help that it has cinnamon flavored. <laughs>
4: it doesn't it help that it, it also has cinnamon flavor in there. Like, it's supposed to be yeah. the, And then all of a sudden, that's the hide the sinister of the heat in there.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: And then, like I said, he has to dress as Coco Beware. Our buddy Brenton actually has to do the Toe of Satan as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, all the, uh, every time we get a new one, I had to drink a gallon of milk once when I lost like the whole gallon. Oh, of- That'll that's make you. I had that's to do the,
4: the bombs Insanity hot sauce
3: instead. Yeah, he had to do the bomb beyond insanity. Um, he's also uh, he had to drink disgusting sodas, oh, um, yeah. like oh, ranch dressing flavored soda, soda and it. things like that. He's had to do. Uh, I think I still think on there, I think the one chip challenge is still on there.
2: Oh um, man. There's a bunch I, of. Oh wait, other ones. I also
4: like, had to eat, uh, was it uh, 10, ten burgers, burgers in
3: 10 minutes? Yep.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: What size ten, burgers are you talking about here?
3: Like 10 like McDonald's cheeseburger burgers, like Dollar oh, menu
4: burgers. The, yeah. But the issue I had, had was McDonald's knew my house was full, so I went and got 10 junior jumbo jacks instead. There I mean, it was. Yeah. That that's exactly. mistake. Like, Let me see. I like want to see if I've still got the wheel <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: I wanna I wanna double check, see if I've still got the wheel up here to, that's got all the stuff listed on it.
1: Is, yeah, so that's
4: James, he knows the assignment. Me, I end up making it ten times worse for myself, honestly. Yeah, because <laughs> he only puts it with his heart, not with his head. Yeah.
0: That's, well definitely definitely make sure to go check those episodes out, guys. They got a lot of fun stuff over there. Wrestling, ramblings, and rages podcast. Make sure to. Go subscribe to it wherever podcasts are found. Uh, and uh, if you've watched through the entire two hours and 16 minutes that we've done today, you're a true fan of the yeah. DropKicks, and we really appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week uh, doing our, I think we're going to do a Royal Rumble predi- prediction show. So Makes that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be doing, actually, day of the Royal Rumble. Yep. We will be going for two hours and 15 minutes next week because we got a Royal Rumble to watch. So Before um, we- probably more like an hour. But, yeah, go Before. ahead, so can I just uh, announce the guests
2: for Northern Online tomorrow?
0: Yeah, go for it. Totally so, joining
2: us tomorrow is Amaru Moses for a time. We're going to have nice. Dave Lees from my from mine and Ryan's channel on there, and then in a special crossover with Settle the Score, we have Andy Merriweather joining us as well. And we will, I will be participating in um Scores and Soundtracks game where Andy's going to be playing a, a few seconds on the piano, and we're going to have to guess what it is. I believe Ben
4: also reached out to me to be on the episode. I just need to confirm with them because... uh,
2: Oh, and that reminds me, you are confirmed to join us in a couple weeks for Forever and Batman and Robin, right?
4: Yes, that's right. Because I did, most recently, a YouTube channel, A Fan's View, which just did a great 24-hour stream for uh, Chris Adams. I got to do three separate watch-alongs to Batman 89, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. All fun commentary of we just... uh, like it was like if you just go to a fan view all in all caps youtube channel you will find them there you you can put on the movie and just watch with, with, alongside us as we're just cracking jokes mm-hmm. and learn, talking fun facts or our favorite stuff batman so trust me i had a lot of fun being on that channel and also go to that channel as well and check out the 24-hour stream that they just did absolutely and also for absolutely. yesterday it was
0: great it's a all great for-
2: stream. I believe the, over
0: $5,000. dollars $5, we raised yeah. over yes. five
2: grand for Christmas. It's just amazing how, how great our community is. What a
0: community. Is. This yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. 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 Really, really appreciate all the support, and I uh, want to congratulate James and Ryan for breaking the record for longest episode of the Dropkicks. You somehow surpassed Mike Sempervivi. I don't know how you yeah. did it, but you I somehow might. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, if you've made it this far into the show, uh, you are a true fan. I will be back next week with our Royal Rumble Prediction Show. Uh, we, we will actually have, be having a prize on the line. Uh, no punishment, nice. but there there will be something that will be playing for. Very us. nice. So, um, I will cover there.
2: any extra international shipping if required. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, so thank you to Ryan. Thank you to the Sinister One, James Shimo. Thank you to Soda. We'll catch you all soon. Have a great weekend, y'all.